Hello and welcome to episode 25 of the Round and Tail podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Jose. And this is a pretty big episode. Not only is it the 25th episode, which is a bit of a milestone in and of itself, but it's also packed with Wii U info, new impressions from the uh, Wii U Experience Tour, which we just went to in LA, here in LA. Not enough swag. No, there wasn't. It was strange. It was like, we got some cool lanyards and some war balls that say Wii U. Just one lanyard. We each got a lanyard, though. Oh. And war balls that said Wii U. Yeah, it's a nice lanyard. For and cookie, <clears throat> excuse me, and cookies with hashtag Wii U. Oh, well, actually, their soda was really good. Yeah, they had Jones soda. And you, Tasted like liquid And you candy. want a, a little Mario Plus I want a Mario Plus So there was a decent amount of stuff. Just not for me. Yeah. And yeah. there was, of course, games, which we'll get to. We oh, yeah, like, the games. Yeah, we'll be talking. Whoops. We'll be talking about all that I just made a loud sound with my water ball. We'll be talking about the uh, all the Wii U games that we played, which are different from what we played at Con-Con, so new impressions of new games. But first, there's a lot of news. Nintendo held its Wii U preview event back on the, I believe, 14th of September, a week ago. And they didn't answer every question, but they answered a lot of questions. I'd say they answered the most important question. They didn't answer anything about online, really. Well, they kind of did. We'll get to that. But well, first, I mean, well, I mean, by important, I mean, like, what... We should have known for... well. Yeah, uh, we know uh, launch date, we know price, we know two launch games. Not There's 50 coming during the launch window, we know two, for sure. So what are these two that are for Mario sure? and uh, Nintendo Land. Oh, really? Yeah, we'll get to that, though. Let's let's start with from the top here and just work our way from system to games in terms of ranking of news. Since the system news is obviously the biggest thing of when you can get the hardware. So, Nintendo's launching the Wii U, as I've been predicting as long as this podcast has been in existence... <laughs> On November 18th, go me, thank you, thank you for the one-man applause, and it's gonna come surprisingly, we talked about this on the last episode, that there might be multiple SKUs or multiple uh, variations that you could buy, and it looks like it's not gonna be three like the rumors point to, but will be two, there's the basic set for two ninety nine ninety nine, which includes the console, AC adapter, sensor bar, yet no Wii remote, and um, a, a AC adapter for the controller in addition to the consoles. And that's gonna come in white and have eight gigs of internal memory. And then there's the deluxe edition for three fifty or three four nine ninety nine, which includes all that. But you get a black Wii U instead of a white one. You get thirty two gigs instead of eight, and you get a couple bonuses. Yeah, you get a Game Pass stand. Game Pass stand. Game stand Pad for... charging cradle. They're separate things. Yeah. And a stand for the Wii U so you could stand yeah, it vertically. So you could stand vertically, and which it, I don't think it'll look good vertical. That's kinda... it's not designed for vertical. It's gonna look like this weird oblong router or something yeah but unfortunately the way i have my desk set up i only have you need it vertical yeah yeah and it has this weird um like well this, we forgot one thing it comes with well, real quick it, yeah like this reward thing where every digital right. download you buy it's gives basically you like a point or something. it's called the digital digital download promotion the digital, deluxe digital promotion deluxe digital promotion yeah and it's a point back. It's basically a point back program like Reward Zone at Best Buy or something, where you, when you purchase stuff, you get points to get more stuff down the road or discounts. At least that's how I'm interpreting it. Oh, well, so great. if you buy X number of games online, you'll eventually have enough points to get another. And there's game. a lot of the good games to get online. Well, oh, I mean downloadable. Yeah, like, all of the games technically will be down. All first parties are going to be download and retail. Oh no, I know, but like there's already like a good number of games like to get. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's actually, yeah, if you use just WiiWare and Virtual Console, that's already there, and the eShop ports that yeah. they're bringing over. It's actually interesting because, uh, it's in a way, Nintendo's trying to encourage you to do, go download and not physical package. Because if you buy Mario in a store, sure, you get Mario, but if you get it downloaded, you don't get the box, but you get these points that then let you buy more games. So it's a clever way for Nintendo to keep people, like, in... 
you know, direct distribution right to those people. And if they do anything like they did for New Super Mario Bros. 2, they might give you more Club Nintendo stuff. I'm right? sure they will. They're going to have a huge promotion for that, I guarantee it. Uh, also, it comes with Nintendo Land. That's a biggie. Yeah, that's probably where the price will go to. I mean, memory Yeah, that's size the extra 50 kind of, bucks right there, yeah, literally. I mean, I mean, the memory size is kind of irrelevant if you have an external hard drive. Which Nintendo encourages. Reggie said in some interview that uh, the way that memory's going, it makes it does make sense for Nintendo to include higher, you know, more memory. Because in two years, you can go buy a however big uh, hard drive and plug it in, and you're good to go, and it'll be cheaper than having to, like, upgrade your Wii U or get the, like, $500 super mega-sized memory Wii U or whatever. Yeah. But there are two things that kind of struck me as interesting about the two different bundles. Um, one. The color? No, black and white makes sense. Black's the more, like, uh, hardcore gamer one, and white's the more, like, hey, we're casual. So that makes sense. What struck me as weird is, there, and I predicted they would do this, and obviously I'm wrong, they, the, Wii U, the Wii U doesn't come with a Wii remote or a nunchuck. Their logic is there are 100 million Wii motes on the market and 60 million nunchucks on the market out in the market. So there's no need for them to bundle it because then you'd basically be buying double in most cases. You'd be buying a controller you may already have. You have four. You have five, don't you? Yeah, but <laughs> like, only one of them is a Wii Remote it, Plus. Wii, Wii Remote Plus and Wii Mode are both support on Wii U. Uh, I would kind of hope they would phase out the Wii, the normal Wii U. They are. They're only going to sell Wiimotes. Wiimote Plus is going far, but for people that have normal Wiimotes, they'll still work. I feel like they should have still included one regardless. That's what I think, too, because they're, they have I, a huge flaw in their logic. Because I want to get rid of my, Wii, my normal one. They have a huge flaw in the logic in that, yeah, sure, you're and saving you know, someone 30 bucks to buy a controller separately, but there's going to be a lot of people I'm imagining that are going to buy a Wii U that don't have a Wii. So they're going to have to go spend extra money on those controllers. So when you add up like all right, the extra right. charges, like if you buy the Wiimote separately, the nunchuck separately, the system's suddenly looking like, a, let's say you buy a couple Wiimotes. It could be up to like $100 more. Just to get a multiplayer setup. I mean, if you just want to play Nintendo Land and you don't have them with all your friends, that's... That's what's weird, and that's why I was so sure they'd include at least one Wiimote, is that Nintendo Land is the one game, I think, that requires Wiimotes. And it's bundled with the 350 model, yet you don't get the Wiimote. So all you could really play is, um... Is, like, Donkey Kong Crash Course and the other single-player ones. Um, Balloon Rider. Balloon, Balloon Trip Breeze, which we'll get to. Yeah, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. Yeah, you should just never assume that people will have... Everybody will have one. Right. It's the same bizarre logic as why, like, Europe didn't get an AC adapter for the XL. Like, but I don't... It, it, you know what it is? That sounds, excu- that, sounds, that sounds worse, in a way. I mean... That or this? That. That is, yeah. Yeah, because I mean... You know, honestly... Go ahead, sorry. No, no. It's just basically like, oh, I mean, like, if the power runs out, like... But you can't play it until you go to the store and buy it. Yeah, what I was going to say is, honestly, what boils down to is Nintendo's... Rightfully so, given their financial situation, looking to cut costs. This is a very easy way to do it, because they, they don't have to give you a controller, and they just run with the, well, there's so many out there, excuse. Even though it's not necessarily an excuse they need. Yeah. I mean, an excuse that, yeah, a real excuse. It's obviously a PR thing. I mean, I guess I can't really argue that almost every household just about has a Wii in some way. Most of them. Well, there's, a, there's 90-something million Wiis out there, so. Yeah. Yeah. Another interesting thing about the sets, at least to me, is that so if you buy the basic, it's three hundred. And if you buy the deluxe, it's three fifty, and it comes with Nintendo Land, which is the price difference between the basic and the deluxe. So I get I get the logic of okay, if you are don't have enough don't have three hundred fifty bar or you only have three hundred fifty dollars and you want zombie U, why would you buy the deluxe and get Nintendo Land? That I understand. That's why you would go with basic. What I don't understand is Nintendo is saying that like uh-huh. Do it. Sorry, I missed. I, I lost a train of thought. It, what I don't get is like so Nintendo Land, which is a casual game, 
is included in the deluxe, which they've said on record it's the more hardcore option oh, of the two. Oh, I see what you're saying. So, you're like, yeah, I understand if you only want Zombie U and you want to only spend $350 total, go with the basic. But then you're missing, you're obviously a more hardcore gamer or more core gamer, and you're missing out on all the core stuff that comes with the deluxe. You would think the basic would come with Nintendo Land and the deluxe would come with the extra memory and all the other stuff. Hmm. It's it like, just seems like a weird split. Like, yeah, like leave all the cradles and stuff with the with hardcore. With the hardcore. Because yeah. obviously they would care more about that little stuff in a casual person. Yeah, and it's just like, like if they just want Nintendo Land, they're hmm. going to get deluxe, which is the hardcore set. So then who's the casual set for? The five people that want zombie but don't want extra memory? Well, clearly, like, it's just a weird... the majority of people at their at Nintendo thought it was a better idea than the Hon- other one. Yeah, honestly. The one guy that didn't think so. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if their logic was, well, we can now say it starts at 300. And it's all a marketing thing. Because what sounds better? It costs you three fifty, or it starts at three hundred. Like the yeah. three hundred sounds like the better option, even if it isn't. So I don't know. And I mean, some people I've read multiple things where people are like, I want a white one, but I want all the deluxe stuff. So it's like they're in this weird in between. So I don't know. It's it's Nintendo's never done multiple SKUs, so it's just interesting to see. And it would, I'm curious to see how it plays out and which one sells better. I mean, if pre-orders are any indication, deluxe sold out like instantly, and yeah, basics I mean... are still available at some places. But once again. That's something we'll get to later. I mean, they just sold out in Best Buy yeah. and Target. Yeah, and we'll, we'll... I guess now's a good time to talk about it. The reaction has been super strong, actually. I'm kind of surprised. Yeah, I mean, here's where here's what it boils down to. Pre-orders are sold out at Best Buy, Toys R Us, Target, and Sears, of all places. <laughs> and, for, and GameStop is out of deluxe ones. And Walmart is out of standalones. If you want one at Walmart, you have to get their crazy, like, five-game bundle. What? You know how Walmart, whenever they launch a system, they have like they throw in all these games and they charge yeah. like a hundred extra. Well, I know Sam's Club does, but yeah, well, Walmart, Walmart does it too. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. the only way you can buy one through Walmart now. They're sold out of normal pre-orders for like the standalone five game bundle. That's overkill. Okay, it's not five; it's like two. I mean, three games is a hundred. Just requiring requiring um, yeah. any sort of game purchase. I'm not a fan of, but yeah. So those guys are all sold out, which is weird because like. I don't know, two weeks ago, was there this much Wii U hype? I don't think so. We've obviously talked about it for months. But I feel like most people are just like, oh yeah, it's coming out. And then suddenly they announced the price and it's like a frenzy. It's crazy. I mean, I was planning to wait to pre-order until after we played the Wii U at the event that we were just at. Even though I knew I was buying one, just I wanted to see about a launch party, which we forgot to ask them. We did. You did? No, we did forget. Oh, yeah, I was like, you asked? Well, actually, but no, yeah. I forgot. What was I going to say? Man, I'm losing my chance all over. Yeah, but, oh, they, yeah, but, but they still sold out regardless. But they sold out so quickly, I was just like, screw it. I'm just going to Best Buy right now. Yeah. So, yeah. So good for Nintendo. They have hype now. But um, And part of that hype might be the really good uh, software lineup, actually. Nintendo's launching 50 games, or well, Nintendo and their partners, third party, between now, during their launch window, which is the longest launch window I've ever yeah, heard. Yeah, but honestly, like, a lot of these games are, I would say, I would even say like, must-have games for me. Like A lot? A lot. Oh, you, you like, made it sound like they weren't going to be. You're no. Like, oh, honestly, a lot of them no, are must have. Okay, yeah. well, the reason I'm saying it like that, I guess, is because, I don't know, I guess people, I always feel like people complain to me, oh, there aren't enough launch title games. Actually, but, yeah, Nintendo's but, addressing but, but, that. But, I mean, like, why do people want, like, more than, like, I mean... Well, no, here's the thing. That's been true for the 3DS, that's been true for all the other systems, but, but I mean, the you, overall consensus I've been seeing online is people like this lineup. It no, literally that's is like, a perfect like, mix of everything. I mean, it's, I don't know, each game is, like, what now, like, 60 bucks. Yeah. And I don't think I would want to buy more than two games. Three seems like an overkill. And besides, like, and, right. with, and with this launch but, window, like, all these games coming out. Well, I find, what I was getting at, though, what I find kind of silly is, is, I'm sorry, Nintendo, a launch window cannot be five months long. That's half a year, practically. 
the launch windows from November 18th till the end of. I I know, but it's just like that's insane. Like, if you want to say within the first six months, within the first year, that's fine. But launch window is usually a term that means the six or eight weeks around the system's launch, not half a year. Well, how long has this launch window term been used? Uh, I mean, Xbox 360 used it when it launched to describe a ten-week period or an eight-week period. Um, The 3DS, when when Nintendo used it, was a three-month period. So that's a little crazy too. But this is literally November 18th to March 31st. Oh wow, that's a whole financial quarter. That's like, that's a third of, or that's like, yeah, that's like half, almost half your year. Yeah, by the time that window's over, we're going to get like, a lot of releases that weren't even included in there. I know, right? A lot of other announcements. But here's what is confirmed, which is great, is it's getting a lot of I bet you some of those are going to get delayed too or canceled. Oh, of course. No, not canceled, but delayed. So, in terms of first party, there's a lot. We're going to see in that window, Ninja Gaiden 3, which Nintendo's publishing, Sing Party, which by the way, at the Wii Experience, I sung... Call me maybe. There is video. He was We're supposed to do this at Comic Con, and they didn't have Sing, yeah, party. So we did it at the Wii Experience here in LA, and there will be a video up on the site once we get our act together and upload it. And yeah, we have multiple videos from multiple people, so we're gonna compare them and pick the best and whatnot. Uh, also, Lego City Undercover, We Fit You, Game and Wario, Pikmin Three, and the Wonderful One Hundred and One, which you may know as P One Hundred. They it changed is. the name. Sure, it's pretty cool. It is. The thing I hate, though, and we play, I played it. I'll talk about it when we get to our impressions of the event, but the thing I hate is the trailer's like, it was called P100 because you control 100 characters. And the trailer's like, the wonderful 101. What's the extra one? It's you. Like, oh, God. <laughs> so no, cheesy. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. It made me feel it's special. It's cheesy. Sure, it's really cheesy. Uh, so all those are out by the end of March. On day one, we'll get Nintendo Land and Mar- it's New Super Mario Bros. U. Confirmed from Nintendo. Other stuff maybe around. I that guess too. like if that, they didn't call launch window, but just knowing that. We'll but they have, just said the first six months. No, yeah, but it, yeah, if you said like, okay, we'll have all these games out by March, I'm like, well, like by March, I'm gonna have a lot of good games. The problem is they wanted, and rightfully so, because people backlash the 3DS launch so much. They really wanted to say, hey guys, look, we fixed our launch. Look at all these solid games coming out. Problem is, they also had to extend the definition of a launch to do it. Yeah, I think just because I was, I'm a really big Street Fighter fan. I thought I didn't think the 3DS launch was. Bad at all. It wasn't that bad, but it's just it wasn't I mean, a must-have. I mean, Pilot Wings I mean, is fun. I mean, it's a $40 game, and, like, I really wanted that game, and that's, at, I mean, not, like, over, like, 150-something hours on it. Well, think of it this way. Pilot Wings was a pretty good game. Steel Diver was, I didn't really play it It's much. free when you buy it 3DS. I know, now it is. And, and, then, and then you had Zelda two months later, and Street Fighter at launch. So it was Street Fighter, Pilot Wings, Nintendo. It's just, like, a weird mix. No, of, no, no. It's yeah. a weird mix of, like... I, you would, no, I could no, argue, B tier. No, yeah, yeah, but I can understand because there's I mean, no way, there's no. Not everyone like, I mean, not everyone likes fighting games. So yeah, it's too, it's too niche to be. And, and, not, and not the other games it. definitely don't have like a two month staying power. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like Street Fighter doesn't really technically get beaten because you just play online forever. Yeah, yeah, but uh, so well, well, we really didn't have any 3ds games between from and then from June to August from Zelda to Star Fox there was nothing. Wow. Yeah, it's a really weird launch. So Nintendo's I feel like I have so that. many games now. Oh yeah, we have a ton, but like it was just a weird launch. Um, but anyway, so launch day in addition to uh, Mario U and Nintendo Land, uh, other part other companies have confirmed that Darksiders Two will be day one. EA said that FIFA Madden and Mass Effect Three will be day one. Uh, WB Games confirmed Batman and Scribblenauts for day Darksiders? one. Darksiders Two, yeah. Oh, Batman. Yeah, I just said those. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... I mean, um... Yeah. So that's what's confirmed for day one as of right now, but Nintendo, much like they did pretty with... good. Yeah, for much... Pe- it is good. for, like... Assassin's Creed, I believe, is day one as well. Yeah. 
But much like Nintendo with the 3DS, where they had the event and then they announced all the launch details except the lineup, uh, they finalized the lineup in the weeks leading up, so we won't know for I sure mean, all imagine the games. for those people that don't have an Xbox or PS3, I mean, that's a really good... For a person that doesn't have an Xbox or like, PS3 like me, you get the big games, Batman, Assassin's Creed. I don't know, how do you, like, pick... I don't know, and then you have stuff like Zombie U, which is exclusive. That's not confirmed for launch day yet, but I'm pretty sure it will be. Yeah, I mean, I'd be shocked if it wasn't. It's I'm, being designed as a launch game. Yeah, yeah. I, I still count myself in that. I mean, I just recently got a PS3, and I don't have any of those games. Yeah, so it's a salt and like Assassin's Creed. Now I have to debate whether I want Call of Duty on the Wii. Oh or yeah, the Call PS3. of Duty also day one, I believe. I think they worded it really carefully where they says go launch alongside the Wii, which implies day one, but it gives them. I mean, the Wii U. That gives them a little flexibility. Yeah, if they I guess just in case these want to test everything. I mean, yeah. that's like the game that will make or break the online. Well, we'll be talking about For that. the most part. Yeah, if we have that later on. I, I, like try to... I feel like that's like a benchmark because that's like the game everyone wants to like have that console. For. I think you're right. But yeah, I tried to... Um, if you're wondering why I keep like saying, we'll get to that, we'll get to that. I tried to section this in a somewhat logical way where we'll go hardware, new software, new details on old software, our impressions of all of it at the event, that sort of thing. Like, just so it's So what do we get to talk to right now? Right now? Well, since we just I mean, talked about, about uh, new games. So let's do Call of Duty. You brought it up. So Activision... So I guess I didn't need to cut you off. I'm sorry. So Activision... <laughs> so Activision had an oddly large presence at the, Wii, at the Wii U preview event. Like, they went from being only bringing Skylanders to the system to bringing, like, seven games. And they even got their own weird sizzle reel that featured every game but Call of Duty. <laughs> the sizzle reel was, like, all these, like, licensed games that they are trying to make a big deal out of. I guess I guess the trade-off was, hey guys, we want you to show Call of Duty at our event. Oh, we want to show off our other games too. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't you find it weird that um, Skylanders Giants doesn't use the NFC chip? Mm-hmm. The reason, I ran an interview, the reason is that uh, you, the NFC chip requires you to obviously place it on the controller, but Skylanders Giants for the Wii U uses the controller, so you have to hold it up. Oh, so they kind of conflict at the moment because you have to keep the character there all the time, oh, the whole time you play. Oh, okay. That was just like, oh, you kind of just. That's what I thought it. too until I read this interview, which said otherwise. So, tape it. Yeah, <laughs> but they just didn't know exactly how to address that. So yeah, they figured I guess it would hold sense. off. In yeah. fact, no games. Well, I mean, I guess no that, games launch with NFC. There's yeah. no NFC support. This, well, I mean, in I, think, games I guess either way, um, if it's kind of all about the merchandise, as you this way, kids will still have an incentive to get that portal thing. I mean, yeah, they yeah. need the stand to put the characters on, yeah. But, um, yeah, there's the, yeah, uh, also, <laughs> uh, Rayman Legends, which, as you may recall, in that leaked trailer before E3 oh, for the, the game, they showed NFC, it doesn't have it either. Bill, Bill uh, Trennan of Nintendo, their, um, uh, yeah, he confirmed that I no, what? Oh, right, right. But he confirmed, Bill Trennan confirmed that no NFC games this year. No NFC games within the launch window. So that's till next March at least. Well, it's so it's there. Like, for, it's like future proofing, basically. Well, it's like the 3DS not having some sort of feature that it advertises. Well, yeah, it's like the 3DS. Well, yeah, we couldn't go online. For the, the 3DS launch, has infrared, and no one's ever used it. It's like that. It's a feature. It's a tech feature there in case anyone wants it, but it's not required for anything. No, yeah, but I mean, it was more like just being able to like, just surf the internet or something. Like, remember, you couldn't do that for like. Yeah, but that's a little different because Nintendo made that selling point. They're just mentioning. Well, isn't like, an, isn't I feel an like, a selling point? Yes and no. It's not the same as saying it has a cohesive online experience. I feel like just saying, by the way, we have an NFC chip is kind of like if Apple's like, by the way, our phone has blah blah blah. Like that's not why you're buying it, but it's there if you want. Oh, it. you know, yeah. like who's buying it? Going, I can't wait to use the NFC. We don't even know what's gonna be used for. Like credit cards, credit card, <laughs> the Wii U wallet. You just take your gamepad everywhere in your pocket because it doesn't fit. 
When you when you go into the e shop, is then you swipe. You when you go to the e shop, you go to the real shop, and then you. <laughs> Actually, that'd be interesting if they did that. If they used uh, phones that had M- NFC chips, and you just put your phone on your tablet for or your gamepad for a second, and it just scans your credit card hmm. instead of entering a number. That's cool. Good thinking. I Maybe like better than like saving information on. It the would. Console It'd be if, safer. Yeah. That's cool. Well, anyway, well, uh, we were talking Activision. So first, let's run through their. It's okay. So obviously, Black Ops Two is the big one. It hits Wii U. They're promising a fully featured game. It'll have single player, multiplayer, online, local, split screen, split split screen. screen. It's in a unique way, which I'll get to in a sec. And zombie mode, which is the first for Nintendo version of the game ever. The Wii ones never had zombies. Huh. Yep. That's like a whole. Other I know game. it's like a whole game within the game. So that's all confirmed. It will support off TV play, which means if your TV is being used, you can just use the gamepad to play it. And that same gamepad play is also what you mentioned with split screen. And I love this. I think this is a great use of the uh, gamepad. So you don't have to use split screen. You can't screen peek because one person will play on the TV and one person will play on the gamepad. It's like, it's kind of brilliant. Yeah. Kind of. Ever so slightly brilliant. So. Well, I guess it's a one way. Yeah, it's a one way three because the person on on the gamepad can still screen peek. Well, yeah, but you presumably wouldn't, and if you're really concerned, you can sit back to back. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Or different rooms, like, oh, you go play, like, in the Yeah, you literally could, if it's within the range. The range, like, is 20-something feet, so you totally could. But, um... I'm really liking the off-screen play, like, the more I keep It's a clever idea, because, like... I mean, I never... If if you're using the TV, and then, like, a sports game comes on, and someone in your family wants to watch it, you don't have to stop playing, you just switch it. Yeah, unfortunately, it's not every game that supports it. No, yeah, because I remember now I'm still thinking like, oh, I'm gonna connect with you in my room or in the living room TV. Right. And then I realized like, probably the living room based is... on some of the other stuff they announced, Nintendo TV, oh, yeah, that's which right. we'll also get to. <laughs> I love doing these teases, but I feel like a jerk for doing it. Uh, so that so you know it's a huge get to get Black Ops Two, the fully featured version on an HD version on Nintendo platform. Because yeah, the Wii had it. It had so it had Call of Duty. Supposed to have a more constant frame rate. It's got, I think they're all supposed to. One of the things, from my understanding, of Call of Duty has always been like, you know, one of the crowning achievements of the franchise is it's always a solid 60 frames a second, so you have a very smooth online and offline experience. And I believe they're guaranteeing that with the Wii U as well. So yeah, it'll be on par with Xbox and PS3. I am waiting. I mean, I am waiting for the preview where someone goes. So I was playing it, and I noticed the lighting effects aren't as good, or I noticed the shadows aren't as good, because you know. There's always some... I feel like in the past we've just been conditioned into thinking this way, but there's always some, like, thing that makes the Nintendo version worse. Oh, uh, well, I know. Well, it's the same thing with the PS3 and Xbox. I always hear people uh-huh. going, like, oh, the... What's it called? Like, the Bayonetta version of um, PlayStation has, like, horrible graphics. Or, yeah. I think really stupid stuff, like... Yeah. Or when game traders, they don't even do this anymore, probably because of all this backlash. They were the side-by-sides? Yeah. Yeah. Like... When they were trying Street Fighter 4, the only difference was, like, the gates in the back. You could actually see through the holes in one, and the other ones, they were kind of blurry. Yeah. But that was, like, the only difference. Yeah, but I'm waiting for someone to be like, it's missing particle effects or something, like, oh. a little bigger than that. <laughs> Hopefully, that's not the case. Activision says it's actually the best version because of the added uh, game. It has all the features of the others plus the game. That's what I'm thinking, like, for any future, like, fighting game or anything. Oh, with yeah. That kind the- of frame, it should... Technically, it should be running better on the Wii. Like, you should have not only that, but, I mean, if based on what we... I think we talked about this before. I hope I- kind of incre- like. Because right now I'm kind of worried that the gaming community on the Wii, just because like, yeah, that's the Xbox and 360 one, the PS3 and Xbox ones have already kind of been established, and everyone already knows what console they want to play on. That honestly and, is my big concern about Call of Duty. Yeah, and the Wii one, like we could end up with like a bunch of little kids at first. I mean, not that that's a bad thing, but 
Yeah, my concern is my concern with the Wii U is exactly what you said. Where yes, Cadre will be the definitive experience, but it doesn't help you very much if the player count online is a tenth of yeah, what it is on other systems. Yeah, or a twentieth, or a thirtieth, or a fortieth. But having this like console that I guess can technically run all your current games supposedly better. Hopefully, that kind of sh- like gets yeah. I mean, well. I think we talked about this back around E3 that in a weird way, third party games on the Wii U, if they do it right, will by default be definitive because yeah. they have everything of the others plus. Gamepad. Yeah, that so, gamepad, and yeah. Call of Duty, I mean, that, I think that's definitely a good example. If you look beyond the potential smaller online user base, you have everything of the others, and then you have off-screen play, and then you have multi local multiplayer on multiple screens, almost like a LAN party with one system. Like, it's cool. It, it really, like, it, it makes it unique and makes it almost a step above the others. Yeah. So. It's how, like, this Gamepad is just, like, I feel like it wouldn't have made that much of a difference when we first heard of it. It's like, oh, it's just another screen. Just yeah, well, it's still lit. Honestly, no, yeah, it's but... still lit. It really is a DS on your TV. That's all the Wii U is. It's a DS on your TV. But there's still a lot of, like, mysterious potential to it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It'll be, I mean, Zombie U, when we played it back at ConCon, and then again to, uh, at the Wii U experience here in L.A., it really shows that there is a lot of potential. They do all sorts of crazy I just, stuff. I just really hope we don't get another... Skyward Sword with this console. I mean, in what sense? Um, that no, it wasn't really until Skyward Sword that we got like this. Oh no no no! I mean, I mean you already have Zombie U right off the bat. Oh yeah. And that uses it in a very clever way. Searching your backpack requires you to look down at the screen while you're still vulnerable on the touch. And it's on a third-party game, which is like I know, player. right? And like uh, hacking, you computer hacking, door hacking. They have multiple types of hacking now, which you do, <laughs> which is just like inputting a code. Or yeah, no, well, the computer one's a little more complicated, apparently, but um. Oh, I'm in the door one because yeah. remember door hacking. Right, yeah, yeah, and it's just randomly punching numbers. But no, it, like that stuff where it's like on the main game screen, things are still going on even as you're using the the gamepad's touchscreen. Like oh, that sort of thing, the potential is definitely there. And as and some of the new Nintendo Land made games that Nintendo revealed, which once again we'll get to. Uh, <laughs> I hate doing that tease. Uh, those also really show some interesting asymmetric gaming possibilities with the gamepad. So yeah, I think I think it's it's not going to be an immediate obvious. This is better like it was with the Wii, or this is, like, here's why you play this way. But it's going to be, like, a slow burn, where the more you play, the more you'll get it. It won't click, but you'll eventually, it'll grow. Like, it won't be an instant click. It'll be more of a growing feeling, growing sentiment. But For, for we, people that don't aren't, aren't already going to like it. Like, well, I mean, yeah, for people that are willing to give it the chance. Yeah. The more I mean, they play, the more they'll appreciate it. I mean, it. we already know we're going to love it. Well, we've played it twice, so we have... Yeah? Yeah, we have that edge. Yeah, the, the gamepad was definitely as comfortable as ever. Yep. But uh, before we get to that, game announcements. Uh, so Call of Duty was a big one. Nintendo ended its press conference with it. As I mentioned, um, they also gave Activision a chance to spotlight some other games, which was kind of funny because it's like, you know, they, you, everyone was like, okay, where's Call of Duty? So they showed off like the weirdest uh, games. They showed off Skylanders, which is going to be huge. And I think it's a big get for Nintendo in a different sense because Skylanders is like one of the hottest properties right now. So to get Skylanders Giants on Wii U, it, it helps. It definitely helps. Um... 007 Legends is coming to Wii U. That's just, you know, another Bond shooter. But it, it's kind of neat because it combines multiple Bond movies and you play through, like, the best moments of each. So uh, they're milking this 007. What? It feels like they're milking this 007. They, they haven't made a 007 game in, like, a year or two. Well, I mean, I'm uh, really saying... Yeah, 007. Yeah, James Bond. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's um, been a new year. We got a remake of, um... Of, um... Goldeneye, Goldeneye two years year. ago. Two years ago. You was bought it, it last oh, year. Was it really two years it, we, ago? It was when we were still in college and we're now not anymore. 
in addition to that, there's Wipeout 3, which is the one no one cares about. It's based on a TV show. And then Transformers is coming to the Wii U, but not War for Cybertron. It's Transformers Prime, an upscaled version of the Wii game. Yeah. So that's what I mean, where it's like, it's cool how Activision's like, check out Call of Duty. Oh, and these other games. <laughs> like, Nintendo definitely just had to give them the spotlight. In case there's any, like, Call seven or eight year olds watching this. Yeah, you mean listening. Or watching that. Yeah. Listening to us or watching the event. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, beyond Activision, there's a couple very big announcements. Oh, yeah. For different reasons. Um, one of them was Bayonetta 2, which came out of nowhere. Like, first of all, Nintendo did the perfect setup for it. So that Platinum... We have some news from Platinum Games, who you know is developing uh, Project P100, now the one, the wonderful 101. And then they cut to a trailer of Bayonetta and stand there like, oh, that's another game they're working on. Here's P100. Like, it's uh. just such a perfect... But, um... So Bayonetta 2, sequel to the Sega-published Xbox PS3 game, where you play as this vixen of sorts that slices and dices and shoots and Please. stuff. Really, really long legs, or mm-hmm. misproportioned legs. But. Yeah, and uh, the sequel, from my, the original didn't sell that great, but yeah. it had a pretty good following. Yeah, well received, didn't sell that well. Which is often yeah. the case with a lot of Platinum Games games, <laughs> and also their pre- all the developers who were at previous companies, you know, they made Beautiful Joe, they made Okami, they made Resident Evil. Resident Evil, the exception to this, but a lot of their games were well received, but never system sellers, right? Yeah. But having Bayonetta 2 really show, and here's the catch, Sega made the first... They didn't want to publish the second, so Nintendo came in and said, Hey guys, bring it to Wii U. We'll publish. It'll be our exclusive. So Nintendo's publishing, like, super gory, super M-rated Bayonetta 2, in addition to Ninja Gaiden 3. Like, Nintendo's definitely making a very loud and clear signal of, Hey, we really want to attract core gamers. We really want to bring those games that you're used to seeing on other platforms to the Wii U in a new way. The, the new way, in this case, being if Bayonetta 2 is an exclusive, presumably it'll use the gamepad in a somewhat more unique way. Yeah, which, I mean, just the fact that they did this, I think, is really cool. Yeah, um, it came, and plus, the, 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 like, surprise of it all, like, the internet, oh. dude, the gaming forums exploded, and then yeah. the backlash was, like, Well, uh, the, I think the biggest reason, like, did you see that, um, someone created a site telling people, Being like, a boycott? Yeah, like, yep. like, like, oh, buy it, use, all that no, stuff. No, see, they, they, the site was created after, as a result of the backlash. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. And the, and one of the biggest points is like, oh, okay, why are we really doing this? Like, oh, there's no official confirmation that Nintendo that it that it was because of Nintendo that this game was saved, but you know, we just did get the confirmation. Yeah, that Platinum it was. Games. W- w- this is why I find it so bizarre. So Platinum Games' first blog post about it was all sound more like an apology than an announcement, which I understand because if you have your PS3 or 360 owner, you have to go buy a whole new system. I mean, console system. jumping is never fun. No, it's I mean, not. just look at the Kingdom Hearts fan. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like they're super splintered. So I can understand why fans are a little annoyed. But to boycott it and to like be like, Nintendo ruined it. Nintendo chose to ruin it. No, Nintendo came in and saved the game. Some people were like, oh, I'm going to kill myself. Was like the yeah, well, the, here's the problem with the internet as I know. a whole is everyone's hype. Everyone hyper- has a voice hyper- now. There's way better too- or worse. <laughs> yeah, and they're way, there's way too much hyperbole. Nothing. I mean, I'm guilty of this because when I tweet positive things, I say it's awesome or, you know, I don't just say, oh, it's neat. But like, well, that'd be a weird tweet. That's neato. <laughs> but um, no, it's. The internet's very exaggerated. You can't have something that's kind of cool. Either it's absolutely horrible or it's absolutely amazing. There's no in-between on the internet. <laughs> Think about it. Just me. Like, re- re- yeah, read impressions of stuff. Like, on Twitter, how often are people like, this movie had its moments, but overall, I, w- I left, like, that was a good use of two hours, but not the best. You never see that. You see, this movie rocks, this movie sucks. That's it. It's like, because you have so little characters to work with, you just go into these crazy exaggerations, and then it kind of perpetuates itself. 
It I becomes this monster. A movie as just being entertaining. I mean, it happens, but <laughs> the majority of people, like, if you go look up, I didn't like, think I'm out of too. This movie just happened. <laughs> I saw it. <laughs> no, but like a lot of times, people get in these crazy, like hyper yeah. hyperboles and exaggerations, and yeah. Anyway, back to the matter at hand. I just want to say, whoever's knee jerk reaction to Bayonetta two, just be glad it exists. Yeah, and like well, never I mind. I know it's, like... it's a pain. It's on a different system, but to like threaten the lives of the developers and whatnot, that is one stupid. I mean, two. <laughs> insane and three which i'm using differently in this case stupid isn't it's dumb insane is in you are literally crazy for thinking it's worth killing someone because a game you like is on a system you won't necessarily have at first you'll not eventually buy one i mean isn't also kind of ironic that like i mean let's say nintendo didn't publish it and sega or whoever platinum yeah. games had enough money to actually make it um wouldn't, don't you think the Vincent might take longer that they might actually put it on the next generation console in which they would have to yeah. buy another console anyway? Yeah, so there's a good chance that it might not have ever been on a console. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's have. like you have to pick the the lesser of two evils, and I guess for them it was I'm either the game doesn't exist or I get it on a console that's not mine. I think yeah. I would rather it exist. I'd rather it so exist and I have the option to buy it in the future. Yeah, I mean, no one's forcing you to buy it. You can just pretend it doesn't exist. That's what a lot of people do with a lot of, like, spinoff. You just, yeah. You just don't I mean, it. people were upset that Resident Evil jumped to GameCube, but they didn't, like, threaten the developers. I know. That, that, and, and I think that's a way it's bigger It's a way bigger thing. one, I mean, of course, because Resident Evil was synonymous with PlayStation and Dreamcast, yeah, kind and of, then, for uh, a number of years. And then I don't know where it's... On that's GameCube, on GameCube. The, part le- four. the purple GameCube. <laughs> yeah, and then, I mean, later PS2, yeah. but I heard that version wasn't very good, and then it was, it was back a, on the Wii, and it yeah. went back to being an awesome version. But but yeah, essentially, and to use a term from the 90s, cool your jets, Bayonetta fans. <laughs> like, seriously, calm down. Yeah, don't jump the gun. Bayonetta, I get, it, yeah, I get it, I get it, I get it. But no, I'm... Honestly, I've never played the first Bayonetta. I've heard good things. I'm intrigued about the sequel, and I'm looking forward to learning more next year. I think it's due out sometime next year, but I don't think Nintendo outright said that. Is I think because she uses, like, stripper moves to, like... Yeah, that's the sole reason I want to play it. No, I'm curious, because Platinum Games is has a very good pedigree. That's why I'm interested in Wonderful 101. Don't so. you mean, like, the 101 Beautiful Joe Army? Essentially. But, like, but I'll, I'll get... I played it at the Wii U event, so we'll get to that. Um, Other announcement worth mentioning, however, before we get anywhere near that... Monster Hunter continues to now be a Nintendo exclusive franchise. Capcom announced Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate for both the Wii U and the 3DS, hitting in March in the launch no, window. No. Capcom can't seem to just go on to the next number. Nope, they they are stuck in <laughs> they are stuck re-releasing games. They're worse than Valve. They are, but yeah, Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate uh, is gonna have some sort of crazy crossplay where like you can start on one. Like, you could, put, you could play on the go and then, like, port the save to the Wii U and continue on there and then port back to the 3DS and play it. Like, so, like, with the PlayStation, PlayStation yeah. Vita. And like, but it's not cloud-based. You have to use an app on the 3DS to do the porting. It's like a separate app that moves it back and huh. forth wirelessly. So it'll probably be, like, two extra steps. But it's still kind of neat. And, and for some uh, reason, I see people doing this more on the Nintendo, on the PlayStation Vita. Yeah. And but. also, um, yeah, I get that feeling, too, because, like, they're used to the connectivity with the Game Boy Advance and GameCube and the DS yeah, and the I mean, Wii. Like, it's kind of ingrained in Nintendo fans, whether they like cool. it or I mean, not. Like, I know you've definitely mentioned this before. Just, like, how Nintendo comes, like, full circle with, like, everything it tests out yeah. before. It's, like, they've always kind of had this tablet controller idea, and now it's mm-hmm. finally integrated. Yep, yep. They've always, yeah, played around with the second screen concept, yeah. going all the way back to the GameCube. But, um, so the Wii U version of Monster Hunter 3 will obviously be online. 
but kind of surprisingly, the 3DS one won't. It will have local multiplayer only. Now, Monster Hunter 4, the real next version, which is being shown off at Tokyo Game Show right now in Japan, that will have online on the 3DS. But it seems like they don't want to bother figuring out 3DS online for a, essentially an upgraded port. Yeah. I mean, so. having Monster Hunter in general is just really big. I mean, Capcom has said that supposedly that's their biggest franchise In right Japan, now. it's huge. But they say that's like their most... That's the most yeah, valuable to give you an right idea now. of how big it is in Japan, Nintendo's releasing a special Wii U Monster Hunter bundle at launch in Japan. Because oh, wow. it's that big that like they know people are going to buy just Doesn't a Monster Europe Hunter. Doesn't Europe also get a Zombie U? Yeah, they're getting Zombie U. And basically they're swapping out Nintendo Land in the special Zombie U bundle. Hmm. So you'll get, it's the same price as the normal Deluxe, but you get Zombie U instead of Nintendo Land. Damn. Which actually, which actually, going back to the earlier comment about the Deluxe having Nintendo Land and not making sense, that makes more sense, putting Zombie U? Because yeah, then it's really hardcore. Yeah, yeah. But obviously Nintendo wants to put their game in there more. Oh well, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, um, it's interesting because not only do... Like, they're going crazy with the Japanese launch, which is, I believe, December 8th in Japan. Because not only um, is it a Monster Hunter bundle, but all the normal deluxe are going to come with a beta key for Dragon Quest X's Wii U edition. It's currently in beta on the Wii, and they're going to do an upscaled version for the Wii U. And that's going to have... That's also going to have... Or not have, but be included in the initial purchase, essentially. So it's just interesting how... And that's, in Japan, those are two very, 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 very big franchises. Who makes Dragon Quest? Square, Square Enix. Huh, so, huh. so it's just crazy they have these two ginormous games right at launch in one form or another. Well, for, I don't know why I never knew Square Enix had it. I always thought, like, oh, Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest are, like, kind of They were. Crazy. Square and Enix used to be competitors, and then they merged, and the franchises came together. Ah. Yep. I see. Yes, Enix had Dragon Quest Squared Final Fantasy. They butted heads for years, and then yeah. they just randomly merged. And, and I guess, like, like, at least Dragon Quest hasn't, like, it just gone downhill, it seems. Yeah, well, I don't know exactly. I mean, Dragon Quest 9 was on DS, which startled, startled, surprised a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, but, but I still feel like it wasn't, like... No, it's it, not It, it was it's still well-received, I mean... It's well-received, but it's not, like, the same caliber that Final Fantasy was in its peak. Yeah, but... Final Fantasy's I mean, gone downhill, too. Well, yeah, they're way downhill. And Dragon Quest Ten is an MMO. So, that's interesting. Oh, that's right. Yep. That's right. But yeah, so that's Japan and their crazy bundles. Here in the States, uh, two other games, or a couple other games that were recently revealed. Epic Mickey 2 is getting an HD port to the game, uh, to the Wii U. It, not surprising. Spe- uh, Warren Spector talked forever about how he'd love to see it on the Wii U. But he didn't know if it was, like, uh, actually happened financially and whatnot. And it looks like Disney gave it the green light. So it's going to be the HD version, similar to PS3 and 360. But it will include gamepad use in that the gamepad can be a map. And it can, and I quote, access and activate sketches for in-game use. Um, that doesn't sound like you're drawing them yourself. That sounds yeah. like you're picking them off a menu. It sounds just like the the 3DS version, which I remember when they first said, like, oh, you could draw things. Yeah, it's like you, you like, connect the dots. Yeah, but you're, yeah, you're just tracing. You connect like, the dots, like, yeah. Oh, it's... Which might be why they specifically said access and not, like, yeah. actually draw. It's so sad how, like, how much I was looking forward to, um... Power, power Evolution. Power Evolution. And after seeing gameplay, and just the more I find out about it, the it less excited I am. It's so slow. It's yeah, like it's making like, moves slow. It's like talking about platforming on Saturdays. Yeah, <laughs> 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 platforming on horse tranquilizers. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, in addition to Epic Mickey, a couple eShop games that were announced. Uh, we already know about my Switch Force HD, and in addition to that, we're getting a deluxe version of Mutant Muds, oh. appropriately called Mutant Muds Deluxe. And we're getting a sequel to the 3DS retail game, uh, Nano Assault, from the guys at Shinin. They did, uh, 
what's it called? Nanostray on the DS, which was actually a really cool top-down shooter. Yeah, both Nano Assaults would look pretty good. Never yeah. got it, but... But we're getting a sequel called Nano Assault Neo, which they're saying is not remaking any sense, but actually all new levels, even though it basically looks like an HD version. And it'll have online rankings and all sorts of other goodies. So well, that's... You can only make top-down shooters look... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that's what's new. That's a fair amount of new announcements for an event that was really about when it's coming out, opposed to... Like, that's cool to see Definitely that much way more stuff. than E3. Yeah. Well, no. I wouldn't say so. We didn't know about Nintendo Land. We didn't know about Pikmin 3 for sure. I mean, Actually, yeah, we did. It just wasn't shown yet. Yeah, it's more surprises than E3. I wouldn't say more announcements. More surprises. This, yeah. But uh, we also learned some new stuff about games. More like in line with E3, we learned stuff about games we already knew about. For example, Nintendo Land. Uh, they showed off four new attractions at the event and through Game Informer, who's been doing all, exclusives all month long with Nintendo. Those are uh, Mario Chase, Metroid Blast, Balloon Trip Bl uh, Breeze, and Pikmin Adventure. We actually got to play two of them at the Wii U Experience Tour when we went. Yep. It was the first time they've included them on the tour, so we're special. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so I guess we'll, we'll talk about the two that we played, but first, it is also interesting that Nintendo's dividing up the... Uh, the attractions in Nintendo Land are 12 in total into different categories now. For example, there are solo attractions like Donkey Kong Crash Course, which we've talked about before. There are team attractions, basically multiplayer ones where they're cooperative. And I think they're, I don't know what the third one's called, competitive attractions, I guess, head-to-head contraption. But those uh, those are like, oh, yeah. those are more like Mario Chase. So speaking of Mario Chase, let's just do that one first. So back at E3 2011, Nintendo showed off a whole bunch of demos that used your me that used the Miis to do different things and to show off the asymmetric gameplay. Mario Chase was one of them, but it wasn't called Mario Chase at the time. They've since flushed it out. And essentially how it works is there are four players dressed as Toads, each with a Wiimote, and they're running around trying to hunt down a fifth player who's dressed as Mario. Uh, to, to, cap, to get to win, you have to tackle Mario. And you're running through what almost looks like a battle arena from Mario Kart's battle mode. Yeah, from 60... Yeah, so it looks like Mario Kart 64's battle maps. Yeah, just... Which is bigger. awesome. And you're... Yeah, it's bigger. It's HD with lots of little details. Yeah, like when, and, when you're in the mud, it looks... Yeah, and, and it has these rivers of mud that divide four sections, each color-coded. Well, there's, like, like, different maps. There's, like... Yeah, that's true. Really cool. That's true. But one of them, the one I played... Uh, there's rivers of mud, and they slow you down, so it's hard, like, it's, that map actually was just, like, Block City in Mario Kart 64. Like, there are four different colored quadrants, oh. and, yeah. I think it's called Block City, isn't it? Uh, or Block something. Doubt it. <laughs> yeah, but, so there was that, and, um, how it basically works is the person who is Mario is using the gamepad, and they're seeing a different, they're seeing a better, well, they're seeing themselves, and then the, each player on the main screen, it's split screen, and they see themselves, but obviously they don't see Mario. Who's running around? They just see the guys. They just face. see, yeah, yeah. That's actually a really very Nintendo thing. Another example of coming full circle. So the person on the gamepad, they use the front-facing camera to show his reactions in real time in the split screen on the main screen. So in the top of the main screen, in between two of the split screens, is an itty bitty box that shows the real-time reactions of the player, just like Star Fox sixty-four for 3DS multiplayer mode. Like, it's the exact yeah, same yeah. idea, but but it's, it's not crappy frame rate where it's, like, you see, like, two frames Five per pictures, second. Yeah. yeah, it's literally real-time running video. So we played that, and it's fun. It's actually really fun. It gets very intense. I love all these chasing ones, like the yeah. Mario, the Animal Crossing, and the Luigi's Mansion one. Yeah, Luigi, yeah. Um, but no, this one, I don't know, this one just has more of a... Like, the Animal Crossing one is you collect things... And you get chased down as you collect them. 
Luigi's Mansion is kind of like a crazy Pac-Man versus. Yeah, yeah it's like this who, one. It's like who gets who first. Right. This one's like the most chaotic in the sense that it's it's a giant game of tag and it's really intense and it's really funny. You really have to coordinate with the other people who are playing as Toads trying to hunt down Mario because you have to... It'll give you an indication of he's this many meters from you in this direction, Mario. But, um... As the Toads, you really have to work together to figure out exactly where he is. You have to start shouting out, he's in the blue section, he's in the red section, da, da, da. And it gets, like, it got crazy towards the end. Like, people were shy. We had a crowd form around us because we had, like, it was, like, super intense. Yeah, the controls are kind of weird, though, especially for the Toads, I've noticed. Like, I mean, it's definitely done on purpose, but turning is They They kind of really have, like, a, s- not a slip and slide feel, but they have, like, a... Yeah, it's like, you have to, like completely like u-turn in order to like get behind you yeah it's like it's like you know of a turning radius we're talking about they have to like yeah you have they to, can't quickly turn on their feet they kind of like glide around yeah, like, so like it's, an, it's like, like you're driving a car yeah, like another video game like you can't just stand still and then like look behind you and you're immediately looking behind you you have to like yeah, you have walk to around it's probably because it'd be too easy otherwise yeah that's why like there yeah. were so many times where like i was trying to chase a person around me but i have to like walk all the way around just yep. turn around and it was like a, it was like I was driving a little car like I was on yeah. a Segway it was like being on a Segway it's like being on a Segway except never been on a Segway but yeah that, that is how they are yeah uh, it also of interest was I didn't actually play with the game did you play with the game yeah I did one? both so how's it feel with the stick versus the D-pad because to me it felt weird navigating a 3D world with the D-pad because when you're playing as Toad on the Wiimote your D-pad is your movement two button is tackle which is how you yeah. catch Mario and I think that's basically it so, yeah, the D-pad felt a lot. Actually, it was. Actually, I didn't really notice the problem with when the I, character on the D-pad. When I started, I mean, with, I mean, with, I mean, with the analog, right? Because you're as Mario. That's how yeah, you're that's used a, yeah, to playing I, a three D world. I guess maybe it was a D-pad problem because it, it yeah, the control no, exactly the same. It's then. weird because the D-pad obviously is not. It's not analog. Or yeah. yeah, it's not an analog stick, so you don't have the same 360 degrees of movement. So that might be what was causing it, because you're kind of like doing eight degrees. Like, yeah, because turning went, like because it literally went back to back. Like I didn't. I don't yeah, you're turning that. like a little bit, and then a little bit more, and then a little bit. I mean, it does it really quickly, but it's still yeah. processing. It's like when you played Mario 64 3D or wow, Mario 64 DS on the DS when it first came out. It felt weird using the D-pad versus an analog stick when you played it on the N64. It's kind of like that. Like, yeah. I wish... It was the first time I've ever thought, man, it'd be nice if this Wiimote had an analog stick. I still <laughs> thought the game was really fun. It took about maybe five seconds to adjust to the fact that I was using the D-pad, but it just felt odd at first. Yeah. Really, really fun, though. Um, equally fun, and also brand new, and also announced at the Wii U event, was uh, Metroid Blast, which, once again, they had a Metroid game shown off at E3 2006. Sorry, 2006. 2011, which they since have expanded into not just a bigger mode, but a multi-moded, multi-moded, multi-mode game within Nintendo Land. It has a cooperative mode, a competitive mode, and like a horde mode. But what? Well, are you talking about? Well, the competitive, the cooperative mode is the wave mode, right? Like we can fight yeah. waves. Yeah, they have co-op, co- competitive, and then they have like a third, like special mission, like you complete certain tasks or something. Oh, huh? Yeah, wow. it's like a full-fledged game within a game. Oh, well, and it's how it works: is two players, or I guess up to four are on the, uh, are using Wiimotes, and they are controlling on-the-ground Miis dressed as Samus. They can turn into morph balls, they can shoot things, they can charge up beams by holding the button, everything, just like Samus. Then, the person with the gamepad, and this is how I played it, you're in the sky in Samus's ship, and you're shooting down, and you're acting as a grappling point for the people on the ground. One of the cool things that the people on the ground can do is they can use Samus's grappling beam to hook to the ship and get flown around, or to hook to grapple points within the level to jump around very quickly. So we play cooperative. There's cooperative and there's competitive. Cooperative, you go through missions which have waves of enemies. Competitive, 
By the way, you know what? It just dawned on me. I don't think there's a, a different like task mode. I think I split cooperative and competitive. I think I split competitive into it's two categories. There's competitive air versus ground, which uh-huh. is basically how we played, and then there's competitive deathmatch, which is ground only third person shooter, basically. Oh, that's where I got confused. There is no, as far as I know, the store the cooperative uh, mission mode does have those different tasks and the one different tasks. And the one we played was the one where uh, it's just waste of enemies. But there's other things you have to do throughout the game. Oh. And there's like a lot of missions apparently. But um, well, yeah. how is it for how is it with the Wii mode on the ground? Um, and then I'll get to the game bed. Controls are really smooth. Like everything, there were no problems at all. Everything. I mean, it did feel like Simon's ran a little slow in the morph ball, rolled along pretty slow. But yeah, if it, it, it was definitely like a game design choice, it didn't feel like. I should be rolling faster. I mean, everything... Yeah. I mean, the enemies don't move that much faster, so you don't right. really need a reason to. And, I don't know, it was really fun. The aiming was really precise. Um, Does it use motion plus for aiming, or are you aiming um, with... Like, well, how are you... Are you Is it just well, Wiimote horizontal? No, it was Wiimote nunchuck. Ah, it was Wiimote nunchuck. I left that out, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a pointer on the screen at all times. Right, so you're using motion plus to aim. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was just... It so was it's basically fun. Metroid Prime 3, but third person. Yeah, basically. Nice. Yeah, um... The, the ship was really fun to control, but it's also, like, in... Maybe I'm just bad at video games. Well, we know I'm bad at video games, but maybe it's, uh... I don't know, maybe it's just me, but you control three to, You control the X, Y, and Z axis at all times. Like, you use the left stick to move, I think, left and right. The right stick, if I remember correctly, was up and down. And then you move the gyro... You move the gamepad itself using the gyro to aim. So you have, on your screen, you have your bird's eye view from the ship. Uh, like, you see the ship on your screen. It's third person, just, like, on the ground. And then... You, like, you're flying around, and then you, like, move the gamepad in all these crazy ways to, like, point your ship down or point it up or point left or point right, and there's a cursor in the middle of the screen, and that's your aiming reticule, and that pretty much stays where it is hmm. as you aim. Actually, I take that back. Sorry. It doesn't quite stay where it is. It moves around the screen based on which way your, face, your ship is facing and which way you're tilting the controller. But it was like it, it was cool, and it was really it was really neat because uh, there's some enemies that are airborne, or some that go from the ground to the sky. So you have stuff to do. You can shoot the ones at the ground. If you point the gamepad way down, uh, and also there are items that flow around the sky that you can shoot and, and drop for the players below you, including like health and basically like Mario Kart style bonus items. And it's really fun, and I really like how much depth it has. And Nintendo said at the event, uh, Bill Trennan, Nintendo's treehouse head guy, that's their localization team. He uh, was saying that. The depth included in not every Nintendo Land game has that level of depth that Metroid Blast does, but a lot of them will. So if there's that many games with that many modes with that much depth, you know, like multiple missions and stuff, apparently uh, the Zelda one has, is kind of the same way in terms of depth, oh. then that's a pretty solid package if you're getting a deluxe and yeah, it's free. Yeah, I mean, at first I thought it was just like one minigame per thing. Like no, I, but it's like, it's like I, categories of minigames. Yeah, like I actually thought there was only like one map in the chase me, yeah. one map in whatever. Yeah, originally I thought but the same. no, there's like... It sounds like a full, yeah, a could... really, like, surprisingly deep package. It's more like, it's less like Wii Sports and more like Wii Sports Resort. I think yeah. that's probably the best comparison. So that those are the two that we played that Nintendo added to the Wii Experience Tour, starting with this stop here in LA. They did announce one more that wasn't playable, and I really wish it was, because it's the most, diff- it's like the most, huh, that's interesting, of the bunch. And that's Pikmin Adventure, which is entirely new, not based on any previous demo. And essentially, you're working through set paths. You have a start goal, a start point, and an end goal to each level. Five people can play, and it's more of a co-op game than a competitive game. So the four people with Wiimotes are Pikmin, essentially. They're Mii's dressed in ridiculously oversized Pikmin costumes. 
And then one player is Olimar, who has his own little real Pikmin following him. The players that are using Wiimotes and playing as Pikmin, they can collect nectar to level up, and then they can go bash enemies along the path to the end goal by, uh, you know, whacking them with their Pikmin heads, basically, by hammering, I guess, the two button. Uh, Olimar, meanwhile, is using his little Pikmin to do the dirty work, or he can whistle and call in the adult, or the adult, the human Pikmin, the other players, and then he can toss them into Olimar, and it's like a cooperative, like, you're doing half the attack, and then the other person is doing the other half, or something like that. It's kind of, like, I was watching a video, and I think that's essentially how it works. Yeah, I think, um... But it, it's really neat. It's like an action Pikmin game. It's like Pikmin 2's multiplayer mode, but action instead of, like, more action than strategy. That's, like, one of the best ways to describe it, um, if you ever played any Pikmin game, it's basically just the cave levels. Yeah, it's with... the cave levels with more action. Yeah. And I think, I think the reason I'm like, huh, to it, like, the, the, the reason it's most intriguing to me is simply because it's the biggest genre mix-up. I mean, Mario Chase is Mario Kart on foot. Is Mario Kart Battle Mode on foot, sort of. Uh, Animal Crossing, you're still running around the same town. The Zelda one, you're still exploring dungeons. Metroid, you're still blasting things. This one's really like, whoa, they, it's different. Like, different, different, different genre. So, there's that. Unfortunately, it wasn't available to play. No, yeah. But what can you do? Yeah, we'll just have to wait till November eighteenth. Uh, one other mode Nintendo revealed is Balloon Blast Breeze or Balloon Blast Balloon Trip Breeze. I think I said Pikmin was the only other one they revealed. I forgot Balloon Trip. And essentially, it's Balloon Trip from the ye olden days, in that you're flying across the screen, you're trying to dodge obstacles like spikes and enemies. You know, you don't want to fall into the ocean below. You're just making your way across. But instead of using uh, the A button and pressing it to float up in the air, you're now creating wind by swiping and touching with the stylus. And you're, and the balloon trip dude has been replaced with your me in the same getup. Oh. And it has this weird, like, paper craft look. Not weird, actually. It actually looks really cool. Like a paper craft, paper mache like, look to it. So that's the other new one. Um, the, the man that, um, he's from, what's his name? He's from Giant Bomb. He's a really big Rhythm Heaven fan. Uh, he Jeff was, Gertzman? I, he was know. At, I only know one name from Giant Bomb. Oh, well, maybe it's not Giant Bomb for, from Destructoid. Uh, the guy that he, he was at the Rhythm Heaven event. Oh, Dave Holmes? Yeah, him. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I was watching an interview with him where he played Balloon Trip Breeze and he was describing that the controls are almost exactly like Lost Ones. That makes sense, because yeah, you're, you're literally, pow- you're moving your character with swipes of wind, with swipes of dice that create wind, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Lost Ones is really, I have it on my iPhone, it's actually really good. if you played that, then... And also, to me, watching the footage, it, it's a mix of Lost Men and, like, Yoshi Touch and Go. Honestly, this is the Yoshi, Tu- Yoshi Touch and Go sequel I've been waiting for. <laughs> or the difference is, instead of automated walking, you're controlling the walking. But it's the same, like, you know, you're progressing and just dodging things and making your way through these colorful worlds. And I believe it's a single player, it's a solo attraction. So, I might be wrong about that. I may retract that, I'm not sure. But still, it, it seems like it has some depth, since there are obviously going to be many levels to it. And probably different obstacles and things you have to deal with. So there's that. And even though we now know so many attractions, we still don't know a few of them. There, We know the names, but we don't know anything about them. What we have yet to see and will be available, obviously, on November 18th with Nintendo Land are Octopus Dance, which is from the Game & Watch universe, Captain Falcon's Twister Race, which is clearly F-Zero, and Yoshi's Fruit Cart. So go ahead and speculate on those. I have no thoughts on it. Well, Captain Falcon, we or the F Zero one, we saw brief footage of at E3, and it looks like a slowed down F Zero, like you're racing in a cart, or in a F Zero car. 
but it's like well, a, Yoshi's fruit cart is clearly Yoshi's pushing a fruit cart down the street, and there's <laughs> always like a cart because they have to dunk the cars. And octopus, and so it's Frogger. Cart, so it's Frogger. Yeah, and, and the cart the fruit. So that's Frogger, your theory, right? yes. HD in HD, and octopus dance is basically just dance, but you need to have eight limbs. Oh, yeah, makes sense. Yep. So those are <laughs> okay. Obviously, though, ex- uh, obviously we have no idea what Yoshi's fruit cart and octopus um, dance are. But I, I, or, or whatever. Yeah, I, I'm just saying in case anyone really thinks it's Frogger, I just want to be clear it's not. We don't know. No. Oh. Honestly, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if it's like Yoshi's Safari, the puzzle game from the NES, where it's like a match. I thought Yoshi's Safari was. Oh no, that was the shooter. Game. What's the one for Yoshi? Just Yoshi, Yoshi for NES. Oh. Yeah, Yoshi for NES was a puzzle game. Yeah, where you. Yeah, yeah, it was like a Doctor Mario, but not with Yoshi. Yoshi's Cookie. Yoshi, or maybe it was Yoshi's Cookie. I don't know. There are too many games with just Yoshi. Just Yoshi was that really boring puzzle game that's also an ambassador game where you just flip. That's things. what I'm thinking of. It's Cookie. like Doctor Mario, but slower. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Yeah, I won't be surprised if Fruit Cart's a puzzle game because they seem to like putting Yoshi in puzzle games when he stars in his own stuff. Why? I don't know. I know. I know. Obviously, yeah. but yeah, that's that is what's new in Nintendo Land, and that's what we played of Nintendo Land at the Wii U event. Uh, Nintendo also announced at their event at the uh, let me clarify at the Wii Experience Tour. That's what we played at the Wii U event in New York last week. Nintendo also announced new Mario U details, and there's actually they're really you can tell they're really trying to differentiate it from Mario uh, Two on the 3DS, New Super Mario Bros. Two, New Super Mario Bros. U. Uh, first of all, will feature a continuous world, like Mario World, which I'm super psyched about, especially since they're making it a tribute, and just like in Mario World, all the lands that you travel from one to the next in, through that one continuous path, all of them will be named after food. Just like Mario World, which, that alone just makes me excited, because Mario World's my all-time favorite game. So is that going for it. And they're also revealing some, they also revealed some brand new modes. So, we've got Boost Rush, and Boost Rush, Boost is what Nintendo calls using the gamepad. For Mario. In Mario, boost is when the person on the gamepad is dropping the blocks, stunning the enemies, that sort of thing, with the stylus or their finger using the touchscreen. So Boost Rush is taking that idea and they're having people essentially speedrun it. Sort of. It's like, you, yeah, you're, you're literally speedrunning it. Well, the yeah, difference I mean, is... You could, you could finish the level faster without this mode, but... This yeah, it's like you're speedrunning it with some like technicalities. Like, the more... The, the level will auto-scroll as you go, and the more you, coins you collect, the faster the auto-scroll goes. So it's a speedrun with coin collecting. Because obviously you want to scroll it as fast... If you're doing a legit speedrun, you want to, to hit that maximum scroll, because that means you're going as fast as you can. So it, it's it's a weird, like, you have to collect the coins, but you have to speedrun. So it's like a glorified speed rush, yeah. So that's one. And that actually could be pretty fun. It supports up to five players, and um, as Nintendo puts it, they add ways that you can help strategize for the next attempt because they're including a full replay mode of Boost Rush. So when you clear a level, you and your friends can sit there and go, okay, here's where you screwed up. (laughs) Don't do it again. You watch the replay and then you jump in and make it work. So that's actually pretty cool. That actually makes it a little better because I was like, oh, it's glorified speedrun, but I didn't, I I forgot that they have the uh, replay. That's actually a neat feature. So there's that and then there's challenge mode, which is I think what Nintendo's really aiming at the hardcore Mario fans in, uh, Essentially, there's single and multiplayer challenges, and there are going to be things like, you know, go through a level without touching the ground, go through a level in under this many seconds, collect this many one-ups, collect this many coins, kill this many enemies, that sort of thing. Yeah, I'm actually kind of looking forward to that mode. Yeah, that's almost like an achievement-based thing without the achievements. You know? Which we don't know, we don't have. They don't. They have said there's no universal achievements. Games can choose to do it, but there's no overarching system. Mm, so but 
it was a rep that it was some random rep that said that from my understanding not a like vp or anyone high up so, so it's possible that they were misinformed but i would not hold my breath yeah so that means there's also no like because i mean no gamer score yeah i yeah. guess that's what i was thinking yeah. but i mean nintendo's doing things very differently with meverse than the competitors they're trying to make it more of a social network less of a like just a like a connection point so yeah so yeah i mean i used to think i didn't really care about achievements or trophies but ever since i got a ps3 it's like i kind of care that i'm a level yeah. six it's like yeah you don't care until you know you're, you have to you don't care until you notice you're not doing well enough yeah. and that's all you care and after you beat a game it's like the achievements like legitimately give you like a lot more things to do that you would that you definitely would not have done without them yeah i mean like oh, that's true and i think that's what challenge mode is trying to address is like you would never be like, oh, I need to get 21 ups in this level, but now yeah. they're giving you that chance. And the one last game... I mean, Gifts have always been kind of doing this. Oh, but... well, yeah, but this is like, it's more like in your face now. Yeah. Yeah. The one last game that got some new information out of the Japanese uh, Wii U event, which also happened on September 14th, is Tekken Tag Tournament 2. And the only reason I bring this up is because it is so weird looking. So, the Wii U version, which they're calling Wii U Edition, will include uh, some Nintendo... Nintendified things... First, there are gonna be, there's going to be some sort of mushroom battle mode or something, where there's going to be mega mushrooms, mini mushrooms, poison mushrooms, one-up mushrooms, all sorts of different mushrooms that change your size and change your shape and affect how you fight. And that's like, okay, that's kind of cool. Then you get into the weird one where you can dress your Tekken fighters as Mario, Luigi, Peach, Bowser, and Link. And yeah. I don't mean you're playing as Mario, Luigi, Peach, Bowser, and Link. I mean you're playing as the main Tekken guy, whose name is escaping me at the moment, dressed in a Mario costume complete with a fake nose. Yeah, they look like it looks weird. weird. Bowser looks creepy. It's super weird. There is a trailer on Ramtel.com right now. If you go to episode twenty-five, Will You Wii You, which I think I forgot to say at the top of the show is the name of the episode. Hey, this episode's called Will You Wii You. Um, it's it is weird. Just watch the trailer. It's worth the minute. It's so bizarre. It looks like some sort of like hacked together Mario like knockoff. But but it's official. Yeah, I mean they always try to go tongue in cheek in that game and. And they succeed with this one, for sure. I mean, you got fighting pandas and bears yep. and pieces So, of really, bears. it fits the universe. It's just it's funny to see, to see him with a fake Mario nose. But, yeah, that's that's it for new game announcements and new game news. But Nintendo also announced something that I wouldn't call a game in any sense of the word. And this is super out of left field for Nintendo. And that's Nintendo TV. And, of course, because it's on the Wii and because you use your Miis, they spell TV, not TV, but T-V-I-I. Like W I I. They have to make it sound a lot more than they already do. So, really, I think it's called TV EE. So, I'm going to call it Nintendo TV EE. But um, what Nintendo TV is, is actually a brilliant idea. Is who knows how much I'll use it, but in theory, it's super cool. Is it's an all in one app that's powered by the guys over at ITV. They have a similar service on the iPhone right now where you can do what you can do with Nintendo TV, but this Nintendo TV is more flushed out. And essentially, it lets you look through the libraries of your Netflix account, or your the, the Netflix library, the Amazon Instant Video library, the Hulu Plus library, what's on live TV at that very moment, and whatever you may have on your TiVo-based DVR. Uh, it's on one interface, so you search Modern Family. For some reason, every demo Nintendo shows, it's always Modern Family. I guess they're fans. It's a good show. I can understand why. I know, but like, everyone comments on it. And I know. Yeah, it. they're always like, "Oh, look! Hey, here's my family. My favorite episode is the Halloween one. So let's load that up." It's like, okay, guys, we get it. You like my family. Um, they also did have a little shout out to Community, though. So I, I forgive them because I love Community. Um, anyway, so you search wherever you want, 
and then it will list every possible result you can get. So if you want to watch it on Netflix, it's there. If you want to watch it on uh, Amazon, it's there. If you want to watch it on your DVR, it's there. If you want to watch it on live TV, it will tune your TV right to that channel. Now, the thing with Nintendo TV is it doesn't actually plug into your cable box, and it doesn't actually require a direct connection to any device except your DVR. What it does is it acts as a super fancy universal remote. So, for live TV, it'll just change the channel on your TV and the input. For um, Netflix, Amazon, and Hulu, it will, since there are apps available within the Nintendo U ecosystem when it launches, it will just load them up right in Nintendo TV and just pull that from the app. You know, it'll just pull just really, off the app. It's just convenient. It's very convenient. And then on top of that, they're really using that second screen to make a uh, what they're calling a full second screen experience, which you can do already. There are lots of tablet apps, like Conan, uh, Conan O'Brien has an app, his Team Coco app uh, for iPad, where it will sync with what you're watching on the show. Like, it'll pick up the sound from the show and sync up, and it'll spit back information to you in real time with what's going on with the show, you know, if it's recorded oh, or if you're watching okay. live. So, like, it'll have, like, behind-the-scenes photos from a bit that they just showed and that sort of thing, and they'll just populate. So Nintendo's running with that, and they're working with multiple partners, so they're going to have it where they're calling it the timeline and con- the timeline and tags. So when you turn on a dvr show or a live show, it will start popping up screenshots, and it'll look like a giant timeline. So screenshots will fill in, poll questions will come in, tweets will come in, all this stuff will kind of fill this ever-growing timeline of, as you're watching the show of what's going on in the show at that moment. So if there's like a funny... I don't know, in the Modern Family episode from Halloween, if they're wearing a funny costume, they'll take a screenshot and be like, what do you think of this? And you can leave a comment, and it'll go out to the Miiverse. Or you can tweet a comment, and it'll go out to Twitter. Or you can Facebook something, it'll go out to Facebook. So it's pretty cool, and it does this all in real time as you're watching. Then if you're watching sports, obviously, um, it will put sports-related things. So instead of a timeline, it'll be just various like cards of information. For example, maybe a Wikipedia page about the stadium, or a top-down, like, playbook view of the play you just watched like running in real time with the replay things like that and apparently um they're working with a whole bunch of different providers to get this up and running they're saying the service itself nintendo tv should work with every major cable provider and, the, and satellite provider in the u.s and canada yeah they're going all out it's very on nintendo but it's very cool very cool there's actually a couple other things that i should probably mention about it that are really neat um meverse integration you can recommend shows to friends. Oh, it supports show, uh, TV, movies, and sports, as I mentioned. So you can do this with movies, too. It won't have timelines, and it won't have too much second screen stuff. But for movies, I imagine IMDb will be there. That's definitely there for TV shows. So Ooh, that'd be really cool. I always, IMDb is always, cool. like, especially for cartoons, like, oh, I know he's in something else. Oh. Yeah, it'll be right there on the second screen. Yeah. It's perfect. And, uh, yeah, it has Meverse integration, so you can recommend stuff to friends. It'll show trending shows and movies that are currently being watched. It will have a personalized. Here's what's crazy. It'll have personalized viewing recommendations, not just by what's on, what's been watched on your console, because they realize they may, you know, because many people may watch it. So they may have some recommendations like I don't care about some home redesign show. Yeah. I want whatever. There are multiple profiles. Every member of your family can have a separate profile linked to their me, and each profile will have recommendations. And then there's a family view which has recommendations that may cross-reference multiple profiles oh. so you can watch stuff together well, that's why they emphasize me so much i'm like why are they always going to the profile first when they're explaining this like who cares about yeah that? because it's everything's personalized to your specific account which also fits in with the fact that the wii u supports up to 12 accounts on the system itself yeah so but i think even with, if you you know you log into the wii u with one account and then when you're in the uh, nintendo tv app you can then switch accounts there too 
It's very cool, and it's baked into the Wii U, and Nintendo's making it 100% free. And they're saying that's, like, one of the values of the Wii U is you get this. I don't know if it's going to be a system seller, but it definitely could act like a Trojan horse of sorts to get more people to play the thing. Because if you just have your gamepad sitting on the table, and someone's like, I'm going to watch TV, and they're using the gamepad to navigate, they might be like, huh, what else can I do with this? The gamepad's already there. Or they may be like, wow, this is really cool to use. I want to try some interactive stuff with this. Like, it's a clever way to get people to start using the Wii U more and then presumably buying more games. Yes, I don't think it's I mean, good. Especially if you make it the centerpiece of your living room. Like, right, just which like is what Nintendo wants. It's like, exactly like people what People come want. over and like, oh, wait, what are you using that for? Like, oh, it's a remote. Yeah, so yeah, check this, this out. And this, 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 this. This. Yeah. Whoa. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think, it, I really don't think it's going to get people to go buy a system just to use the Nintendo TV app. But it will get But it. it's definitely going to get people that have a system to use it more and to buy more games. Because they're like, oh, I'm already using it. What else can it do? So that's more money. Exactly, and that's more money for Nintendo. So that's Nintendo TV. And that was the last of the big announcements from uh, the Wii U preview event last and week. And it was a lot. It was. And you know what's crazy? That's not all. Cause, sort of. Because after wait, the Wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. Because after the event, all the interviews came out. And now there's even more information. We kind of touched on some of them. But did you know, for example, that from the Wii to the Wii U, you will be able to transfer as, uh, Wii, uh, WiiWare games and Virtual Console games? Woo! However... It require moving the SD card, and it'll be it'll be a lot like the 3DS transfer process. Yeah, at least I could at least I could do it. Yeah, and it might not be at launch. Oh, because Nintendo never does that at launch. Of course, but but it's coming and it will happen. At least we're getting a lot of stuff that I actually do want to use at launch on yeah. the 3DS. Yeah, eShop confirmed for day that one. That was so frustrating. It was like having half a console. It was until that June. Yeah, I know. I remember it was so exciting like, when we got the update. Like, oh my god, it's, it's a whole new system. Is what we were. Is what we bought into. I, know, I bought yeah. three. Eshop game just because it was like just because you could, yeah. I was like, yeah, it's uh, but that's eShop is confirmed for day one. <laughs> eShop is confirmed for day one, uh, which explains you know why my Switch Force is a launch tile, Chasing Aurora is a launch tile, all those eShop games, and why they're doing even this like GameStop kind of thing. Or oh, the, the digital buyback pro- or the digital deluxe digital download promote whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, the reward program. They also confirmed that. Uh, if you're playing WiiWare or Virtual Console games on the Wii U, you won't be able to play them on the gamepad. Much like how the Wii goes into crazy GameCube mode when you try and play a GameCube game where it just like literally turns into another system and you, it, it just like you can't get back to the Wii menu, you just have to restart from scratch. With the uh, Wii U, it's going to run like a Wii when you're doing WiiWare, Virtual Console, or Wii games. So like you can't oh. you can't get dumped back into the Wii U's main menu yeah. from a Wii game. At least that's how it sounds. You're gonna have to turn off the system, turn it back on, just like with the Wii and GameCube. Oh yeah. So that's kind of a bit of a downer, but it makes sense. I mean, why would they? You know, they did it before. So, um, a couple other things. Uh, we got official confirmation. Wii U games are sixty bucks. Nintendo's first party games will be sixty, not fifty. Well, yeah, it's only a matter of time. Yeah, I got used to the price, I guess. It I is mean, only a matter of time. Honestly, they were 70 on N64. I spent $70 on, I think, Banjo-Kazooie. Wow. And that was standard price. That wasn't like a marked-up price. That was like MSRP. Actually, you know what's pretty crazy I did recently? You spent $50 on Metroid Prime of the Room. Metroid of the Room, my bad. Yeah, well, at the time, it didn't bomb and wasn't available for 5 bucks like it is now. So. And I still didn't get it. Yeah, what's I know. You, you're really bad buying games that you want. <laughs> well, I don't know. See, if I, I want buy the games game. I want, and then don't I don't. Pl- well, I don't know if I want it. Well, here's the problem: I buy games I want, but then don't play them. And you have games you want, but you don't buy. So you're saving money. 
and getting the same end experience that I'm getting not playing them. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm just cruising through these interview points because, I mean, there's a lot, but it's worth mentioning. Uh, actually, here's some more in-depth stuff. So Kotaku sat down with Reggie, Nintendo of America President Reggie Fizeme, and talked about a whole bunch of stuff. For example, when you turn on the Wii U, you will not see a menu. Which is strange. What you'll see is that first, that Wii Warrawarra or whatever it's called screen that they showed at E3 for the Miiverse, where it's, um, you know, you see all the Miis crying around the different icons that represent different things. And here's actually something interesting. It, it, that, those icons tie in not just to games, but to the Nintendo TV service and what's available on there. So what you'll see is trending games in your area, trending games among friends, trending TV shows, trending movies, what people are watching, what people are playing. It's all like integrated into one thing. And that's the first thing you see. On the TV. On the TV. Now, I might it might be on the gamepad too, because he goes on to say that you have to press the home menu to get to a menu. Oh. I mean the home button to get to a menu. And there won't be channels like the Wii. It's just going to be a menu. Probably just icons. Mm. Which is what, honestly, Wii channels are icons. I don't get why, like, what's the difference? Okay, you have, the only difference with the Wii channel, I guess, is you press just the, like, you really press the icon. I, iPhone icons. Is the same. Yeah, instead of pressing the icon and pressing start. It'll be one. It oh, sounds I like. He hope... didn't say they're icons. He just said it won't be channels. Um, as long as it gets really If it's like nice the 3DS. Well, if it's like the 3DS, that makes sense. Yeah. 3DS is icons. Yeah, the 3DS icons. still work. But, I mean, I feel like for console. I don't know. I guess it got. I guess it My chair is squeaking. I just noticed. I Sorry, got, listeners. <laughs> I guess kind of got used to how, like, the PS3 menu is like, oh, I got my messages over here, games over here. Well, I'm sure there'll be a messages. I, I'm sure it'll be. That nice dashboard. Well, look at the 3DS. You have the top row of icons, which are status updates of friends, notepad, internet browser. And then under that, you have specific icons for specific things. So probably like that, where there's a constant dock of sorts. Yeah, and then yeah. icons you can scroll. Um, yeah, they also said he, Nintendo, also said that the stuff, Reggie, also said that the stuff you see on that first screen is going to be curated as well as based on trending. So Nintendo could push specific things they want to promote. Oh yeah. Hopefully that doesn't mean like crazy ads for like Lipton iced tea or something. But what? but yeah. I don't know if we were gonna mention this later or not, but that did remind me that um. Go ahead and mention it now. Oh, never mind. You we will mention that later. So I would just wait. We'll just mention it now. We're already talking about. It. Oh no, because we were talking about like I guess it's like the messages things that come out on the the me wada wada. I guess I I forgot those speech bubbles that pop up. Yeah, I forgot that. I guess like oh, they said curated. So I guess I forgot that your friends' messages do get pushed before the general public. Right. So that means they still could. Friends have direct messaging. Yeah, so that means they could spam your... Great. Everything. <laughs> Great. But it'll only show a couple. If they're just a speedboat, it's not going to keep changing them or popular. It's not going to show you like 10 of you. It's not going to show me 10 of you saying 10 different things. It'll just probably show the most recent. Well, uh, but you, only but, in the sense of like, like New Super Mario Bros. Zero. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they do have... Like, I'll space it out so that like, I cover your whole world map. Great. Great. And they do have... Nintendo uh, did confirm that they will have direct messaging to friends. Uh, which is uh, we've had that as a concern for quite a while yeah it is kind of convenient I mean you do have to set up matches or play togethers yeah play days play yep. dates yeah and it'll also show what your friends are doing and let you recommend games to friends much like you can recommend shows in Nintendo TV yeah. so really it's what the 3DS does with direct messaging on top of it um there's something else I was going to say oh yeah uh sorry I lost my train of thought here I lost my place I should say Miiverse. They call each, right, the Miiverse on that Wii Warrawarra screen, each of those, like, sections that the Miis crowd around, they're calling tiles. And apparently Nintendo's giving itself the right to have up to three of those tiles for their own promotional purposes. Not necessarily ads, but Nintendo curated 
check this game out. Hey, this game is out now. Hey, go do this. I don't think we're going to see, like, buy a sprite, <laughs> buy a Coke, but we probably will see, like... Oh, yeah, like if, if a new Mario game's coming out. Or if a very there. big movie just arrived on Netflix. They'll say, go to town TV and check out Transformers got, 56. We just got Breaking Bad season 5. Right, yeah, stuff like that. By the way, Reggie's favorite show, Breaking, one of his favorites, Breaking Bad. Ah. So, there you go. You're in good company because you like Breaking Bad, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Reggie's cooler now. Yeah, because I'm sure he wanted to be cool in your eyes. That's his only goal. Oh, I, I would assume that's everybody's goal. Yeah. <laughs> and one uh, one last thing, though, that Reggie did say that is uh, of good news, potential interest because of good news, friend codes. He wouldn't say they're not there, but he said, and I quote, We've heard the community feedback on friend codes, and we're making it dramatically easier for you to connect with your friends. My guess, usernames on our end, friend codes on Nintendo's end. I think I speculated that before in an earlier episode. But I'm, I'm about ninety. I'm about ninety nine percent sure that you will never have to enter a number. You'll just enter a name, and it'll link to a number for Nintendo's purposes. I mean, because you can't get much easier than how the 3DS is when you enter one code once, unless you're using names. Yeah. There's no easier way. So unless he's saying it's as easy, which he's not, he's saying it's easier, then it has to be names, right? Or maybe the codes are one digit. Oh. <laughs> maybe it's just one through nine, and you oh. just hope you get the right person. <laughs> no, I mean, there can only be nine different codes. I know, so you have to hope it's the right person. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's a lot of Wii U. It's a lot to digest. So let's take a break. Before we talk about the Wii U event and the other games we played, take a quick break. Let's talk 3DS for a minute, shall we? Um, what would you like to talk about the 3DS? Well, I'd like to talk about uh, Reggie's indirect response to my article... The great Nintendo oh, Color Shift. Oh, that's right. So, for anyone who's been to RoundNintendo.com recently, as in a month ago, um, we I put together an editorial called The Great Nintendo Color Shift, where I essentially said that I think part of the reason Nintendo didn't launch the 3DS XL in silver here in the States, or even in white, and only in blue and red, is because they did it to differentiate from the rest of the electronics market, which is flooded with silver. Which is what you said. Basically. Which is flooded with black, and which is flooded back when it was still the in color with white. So Nintendo's doing, you know, colors are more eye-catching. So when you're walking down the street and you see a bright blue handheld thingy, you're like, what is that? Opposed to, oh, it's just some crazy tablet or some phone or some, you know, random... So your theory just random... Well, no, I'm saying that's what I said. Oh. Here's what Reggie said, and I will debate him one-sided because I don't have him here. Reggie said... That in the past, they've launched silver and white colored systems, including GBAs, DSs, and uh, DSIs. And, and I quote, In our North American market, they didn't sell very well. So instead of approaching these, this lighter colored product as a mass product, we're going, to back at, we're going to look back at the opportunity on a much more limited basis. You might see a limited time offer with a white or silver 3DS XL, or you might colorize it slightly differently. But in terms of an ongoing SKU or SKU, the consumer has responded, in the marketplace, and said that for a handheld game device from Nintendo, that kind of white or silver doesn't sound nearly as well as a red or blue or even pink. Hmm. So he's saying it's all sales, there's nothing to do with differentiating. I'm saying he's half lying and half telling the truth. Honestly, I mean, like, if you have a ton of colors to pick from, I feel like, well, at least maybe back then, everyone would have just picked a random color. Here's where I disagree with him. He says whites and silver to never sold well. Um, the DSi launched in white and went on to be the best-selling DS, well, you know, the best-selling handheld in the world. And it was in white exclusively for quite the a DS while. Lite? DS Lite. Oh, did you say DSi? Did I? Well, DS Lite. 
Well, just in case, the DS Lite launched in white and stayed in white exclusively for quite a while and went on to be like the best-selling system ever. I'm sure the other colors helped with those sales, but it's not like people didn't buy it in white. Well, that was their only choice, though. Right, but I'm saying they can give the option for silver, and people will still buy. My point is, I think he's PR. They don't want to waste money on an SKU that not people that won't sell millions. I guess that's their point, to some extent. Okay, I get that. But what, I, what I'm saying is they have had very successful systems. The Game Boy Advance launched in white and silver and blue, and I'm positive because I didn't see very... The Anecdotally, SP? the SP, the Game Boy Advance SP launched yeah. in silver. You just said Game Boy Advance. I don't want to go Sorry. The... Game Boy Advance, I'm trying to formulate my counter-argument. The Game Boy Advance launched in silver and blue. I think this is totally anecdotal, but in all the years I was around people playing them, you know, on planes and whatnot, I think I only twice saw Cobalt, the blue one. And I saw tons of silver ones. Yeah, I think silver was like... Yeah, so I'm not quite sure what he's talking about. Well, I think it is, and I don't blame him for doing this, because as a president of a company, you got to cast yourself in the best light. And I'm not saying he's lying either, because I'm, I'm sure there's definitely a very strong element of truth in that. But I think it's a mix of, yeah, they don't sell as well as... You know, we could sell just fine with silver and red, with blue and red. But I think part of it's also that differentiation thing that I was saying, because there are no blue and red other electronics, really. So, yeah, they can still find out blue and red, but they can still give a silver option. They still sell, as the Game Boy Advance showed, as the DS Lite showed, as the Wii showed. I know it's a home console, but the Wii was available in white only for so long, and then when it came out in black, the white one's still around. It's still selling. It's not like they turned, they like got rid of the... Actually, no, they did get rid of the white one, haven't they? When they redesigned it, when they turned it horizontal. Yeah, I think they were still... All right, point still stands. The black one is still around, and it's still selling. Black is not a crazy was color either. It, no, I mean, there was a red for a little bit. But. Yeah, but that's a special edition. It's almost the opposite with the home consoles. They only do the current colors. I just realized my counter-arguing here is not sounding too strong, but my point is Game Boy Advance sold well in silver. DS Lite sold well in white. The uh, DSi launched in black, and that all sold to blue. So I'm not quite sure. Reggie obviously has more sales numbers than I do, but I think he might be exaggerating things a bit. I think, at least at some level, there is a differentiation idea and decision going on that they are consciously saying we want to do more vibrant colors to catch people's eye. And I'm sure as a result of that, those are selling well because people want a cool, unique thing opposed to another, you know, another black device with a silver trim. But, with that said, there's obviously a huge demand for the more neutral colors, and I'm surprised that Nintendo's just kind of ignoring that. So that's my brief little verbal follow-up to my article. If you want to hear my whole argument, or see my whole argument, read my whole argument, Ramtown.com, The Great Nintendo Color Shift. Check it out. And feel free to leave a comment. Let me know if you agree or disagree. I'd love to have a little debate. So. And while you're there, check out the other write-up you have. Yeah, we have a bunch. Uh, Actually, yeah. yeah, we do. Uh, they're all Nintendo, or what we call Ram Nintendo Extras. Along the top of the site, you'll see that there's, in our top navigation, an Episodes tab and an Extras tab. If you just want to view all the articles by themselves without sorting which is which, just hit Extras and they'll all be there. Jose did a great uh, article on why you should play Ace Attorney if you're not already. Ace Attorney 5 is coming out. So. And we keep getting more news every day. Yeah. Uh, so definitely, if you have any interest in the franchise, it's a pretty good summary of why you should play it. Or we don't even know about it. We also, in the next few days, not tied into this episode, but probably sometime, yeah, I'd say within the next two or three days, we're going to have pictures from the Wii U Experience Tour. So if you want to see what it was like, and we're about to talk about it in more detail, but if you want to see what it was like, definitely check out those photos. Those will be their own extra. If you want to look back at the last time we played the Wii, we have Comic-Con photos. It's, yeah, we have a lot of stuff, so go check it out. We, yeah, turn, yeah. we update pretty regularly. In addition to the podcast, of course. Maybe another article that's in the near future. 
yeah, we'll have more coming as more things are revealed and more things are announced and there are more things to discuss. But speaking of things to discuss, we have one major thing to discuss. We are done with news, finally. And we have one huge thing to discuss, and that is the Wii U Experience Tour. We already talked about our Nintendo Land impressions, but what do you think of the event itself? It felt like a, a nicer version of the Comic-Con. Yeah. Basically, when we went to Comic-Con, just to clarify that a bit, uh, Nintendo had a gaming lounge in a hotel, in a hotel ballroom, which was great. And then there's a curtain wall, and when we went to play the Wii U, all they did was, like, open the curtain, and we walked in, and it was just the other half of the ballroom, or the other third with Wii U consoles everywhere. Like, it was cool, and they had a lot of games and whatnot, but it didn't, like, feel like a special event. This was, like, we, we went in, they took over a uh, studio on the Sunset Strip here in L.A., and they decked it out, basically. They closed off a section of it to, like, this own thing. It was all white and blue and had, like, these crazy, like, this crazy architecture, like, this weird mushroomy thing in the middle, kind of. Like, this, like... Oh, it, it, it looked a like funnel. a giant... Yeah, it was, like, a funnel with, like... It was, like, a giant cocktail glass that you couldn't see the top of. And then they had, uh... And it was all white. And they had, like, screens everywhere and lights and music and they played Gangnam Style, Gangnam Style, however you say Oh, man, that song and... Call Me Maybe. Call Me Maybe. Yeah, I sung Call Me Maybe. The Comic-Con bet came true. Back to back. The Comic-Con bet... Someone's phone just went off. Oh, it's that one, yeah. The Comic-Con bet just uh, came true, and I sung Call Me Maybe. There was video. I know I said it earlier, but we will get it on site. So we played Sing Party. Uh, We played Wonderful 101. We played the new Nintendo Land, as we mentioned. We played Mario. They had... Oh, yeah, all sorts of other great stuff, actually. They had competitions at various game game demos... They did, like, speed runs in Mario, uh, trampoline jumps in Wii Fit U, dance competition in Just Dance 4. They had prizes. They had cookies that said hashtag Wii U on it. They had Wii U branded water bottles. It was a cool little event. They had these photo booths that, uh, when you, they, first of all, they gave us these badges. And the badge has a QR code. And when you scan the badge at these photo booth opportunity things, kiosks, it automatically either sent you an email as soon as you finished the picture, or it um, put it on Facebook directly for you. I did not want to do that, but yeah. but yeah, no, it was really cool that like I whatever get the you pictures and they look cool. Yeah, except you and... can't see my eyeballs because my glasses. Right, but it's like whatever you do there, they like let you instantly email it to yourself. It was a very cool event. It was you know we got a good hour forty five minutes or so playing the Wii U and whatnot. Uh, yeah, it was just a fun event. They did a good job. Um, it's a tour that's been to nine cities so far, I think, is what they said. Yeah. And I think they have one more stop next weekend in San Francisco, and then I think they're done. I might be wrong, though. Um, well, it makes sense. I mean, yeah. pretty close. But yeah, the event itself was great. Uh, what did you think of it? Like, I thought it was fun. I'm really, really grateful that we got to play the Wii U and Comic-Con because... Since we pretty much played all the games there, we just had to go to the ones we hadn't played because we definitely did not have enough time to play all of them. Right, an hour forty-five. We had three, four hours at Comic Con, and there was less crowded because we were there towards the. We were there basically. We hung out there when they closed, like yeah. they let us stay for a while. But um, with this one, they had a lot more people, about the same number of consoles, and a time limit, so it was a lot. Uh, it was a lot more rushed. You, and people were you were standing in line for a while, and then you are playing, and they had, like, zombie you in, like, a special room, and Batman in a special room, so those rooms were even more, like, tightly packed. Yeah, like so the there's definitely we, more of an urgency to it. Yeah, like, the group we went with, on average, played, like, between three or four games. Which isn't bad at all, but when you have ten games on display, roughly, yeah, you, have to you can't really, play them all. Yeah. So it is good that we were at Comic-Con, because we got, we got to play Pikmin 3 there, which we talked about. Ninja, back in that yeah. episode. So if you, uh, and I got to play Ninja Gaiden, even though I right. didn't really want to. 
Oh, yeah, it's just the first one you walked to. Yeah. Well, I just walked, like, I wanted to play the one for 100 first, and someone else got to it first, and then the woman... Well, it was me. And then, and then the woman <laughs> asked me, um, like, oh, do you want Wonderful to Wonderful 101, by the way. Oh, yeah, the Wonderful yeah. 101. And the woman asked me, oh, do you want to play Indigo? And I'm like, eh, sure. Why uh, not? I'll humor you. <laughs> but yeah, um, it was Ninja Gaiden. <laughs> we'll just start off. We'll just start off by saying if you want to hear impressions that are still up to date because the demos are the same of Pikmin Three, Nintendo, uh, some of the games of Nintendo Land, Zombie U. That weren't there this time. Yeah, they swapped them out for the new ones, which we already discussed this episode. But uh, Zombie U. What else do we already play? I guess those are the big ones. If you want to hear impressions of those games, we recommend. I recommend checking out episode twenty, Comic Con Craziness on the site or if you're on iTunes just scroll down to the archive because that's where we talk about those so today we're going to focus on the almost lesser titles in terms of significance that we finally got to play for example for example uh, Wonderful 101 as I just mentioned I tried it honestly it felt like it it was fun it was fun it was very like it was like essentially how it works is you have 100 you have up to 100 characters control them with the uh, left analog stick you do attacks with the X with the uh, X button Y button that sort of thing. And then you use the touch screen on the gamepad to, like, summon special moves or summon formations. So if you draw a circle with your finger, it'll round up any people who can become heroes in your group of up to 100 around you. If you draw up with a line, you'll make a sword, and then you can hit X to whack the sword into things. If you draw, like, a L with the on the touch screen, it'll make a gun, and you can shoot things. And basically, it's like this crazy, action-y, kind of top-down-ish adventure where you're going through and you're beating things up. It's very action-packed. It's very beautiful Joe-looking in design. How similar to Pikmin was it? Not very. Because it looked... You I mean, move... Your entire, like, unit is controlled with... It's not like with Pikmin where it's like you're Olimar and you have people following you. With this one, I really felt like I was controlling one thing that was just split into 100 pieces. You know what I mean? Uh, like, yeah. there wasn't, like, a leader. There was a leader, but it didn't have that same Pikmin you have an army behind you. It just felt like your army, you were an army of one, sort of. <laughs> like, it was just like, you move the stick and they all go. Yeah. You hit, you form, you make a formation and you hit X and they all attack. It's like one person split into 100 pieces. So, there was that. I didn't play a whole lot of it, just for time reasons, but, um, well, I did play, it was pretty fun. It definitely has a kind of quirky comic book, beautiful Joe-esque style. Oh, yeah, the characters like, almost like identical. Like, yeah. Same body. I know, like, yeah. It looked good. I know, like, like graphically it looked good because I know when they first showed it off I was like this doesn't look like it's pushing back at E3 this doesn't look like it's pushing the Wii U at all but up close there's a lot of detail going on it's very fast and frantic lots of the characters have like a kind of HD shimmery gloss to them it, lo- it looks good and there's like all sorts of explosions and yeah but um the one thing I will say is while it's fun to draw the formations quite frankly they could have been button presses like it doesn't need the gamepad in the same way that say Zombie U does so it just felt not gimmicky's not the right word at all but it just felt unnecessary it was it, when I was using it it was fine but it just didn't seem like it needed to be there it could have easily been played a different way uh, but for what it is it's a lot of fun and the oh, the only other thing is the um, when you're using the touch screen at least in my case because I'm left handed I had to let go of the control stick so that was kind of odd like I was like not moving whenever I was trying to do formation so enemies would like swarm around me so I actually died pretty quickly as a result But or I just suck at it one of the two but no, it is a cool game, and I, I'm definitely intrigued in trying it out in a non-demo environment. So this is definitely a game you need to sink some time into and learn the ins and outs. It's not really one you can pick up and play instantly and suddenly know exactly what to do and where to go. Yeah, it's like trying to demo an RPG or something. Yeah, just a super fast one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that was Wonderful 101. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, 
But well, you you mentioned you played Ninja Gaiden. What do you think of that? Um, Razor's ne- Edge. I hadn't. I've never played a Ninja Gaiden game before. I mean, besides the NES one, and that's definitely no point of comparison. Oh, yeah. I played Dragon Sword for the DS when it came out. Ninja Gaiden Dragon Sword. Oh. Actually, I own it. But um, I don't just feel like a generic third person beat em up. Yeah, like just mash X to make people. Were you playing with the gamepad? Yeah, with the gamepad. So what what were the features of the gamepad? Did it do anything to touchscreen? Um. Was it just like stats? Ironically, I don't like. I think that might be the wrong word, but um, either way, you could press the touchscreen to go to your. I, I don't know if they call it Ninja Vision or something like to show you where you have to go. Mm-hmm. But interestingly enough, you could use the X button to, to get to do the same thing. That's pointless. <laughs> yeah, and then like you could also use one of your special moves as a touchscreen, but you could also activate it with. The so basically, buttons. the touchscreen was just optional. It was. It didn't even have a optional. Map. That's weird. I wonder if they're gonna add that. It, were, yeah, you it, know, did you did they mention if the demo was new or not? I mean, I know Nintendo I know, when they just, swapped I out. I mean, it was just I don't know. The game, I mean, it was fun, but it was just kind of generic. It just felt very generic. Right. I wonder. That's interesting because Nintendo's publishing it, and you'd think they would try and do something a little more unique. Well, I mean, wasn't like Nintendo doesn't really have much. They're they're helping them spruce it up. Oh. Apparently, Teen Ninja's working with Nintendo now. Well, I mean. Fallen Lotus could be like the beginning of the game where you don't have much to right, work with. Right, probably. It's super gory, right? Because this one's yeah, supposed to be really bloody. Yeah, it's pretty bloody. Probably somewhere bloodier than I've seen in my entire Nintendo Well, collection. that doesn't take much considering that doesn't have much blood. Oh, yeah, but still. Yeah. It's bloody. Fine. In my PS3 games, and I played the Resident Evil, there was definitely more blood in those like two minutes than the right, whole Resident right. Evil game. <laughs> That's funny. Um, it was like Kill Bill. Kill Bill the video game. <laughs> That'd be a cool video game, actually, Kill Bill. If they did yeah. it, right? Uh, what else did we play? Um, we mentioned the two Nintendo Land games. I keep saying we talked yeah, about everything it, else is pretty much no. We same. talked about no. We did play some other stuff. Uh, Sing, part Sing oh, Party, formerly Sing. That. Now I know I mentioned a few times we did calling me, but I just want to talk about the game for a minute. So how it works is whoever's singing, they have a mic plugged into the gamepad. I think it might be plugged into the Wii U. I don't remember. I was standing right next to it, so I don't know which one it was in. But um, the gamepad shows the lyrics. The TV behind you shows a dancing person and the lyrics, yeah, and it randomly flashes the word dance, because you're supposed Nintendo's whole thing with this is it's a concert that you are starring in. So they want everyone around you to be dancing and having a good time, and actually, our group, very few people were dancing, and the rep was getting all annoyed that we were there just standing. She's like, come on, God, dance! And they weren't dancing. She but, danced enough for everybody. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, so how it works is, like, you know, it's very Just Dance-esque. Like, the character on the screen, like, is the same, like, just silhouetted person with clothes that you can see as just dance. She wasn't silhouetted. She was wasn't? fully was modeled. She? Was she? She didn't have a face. She had she a mouth. She did? She didn't, did she? She was Asian. The, on the screen? Wait, are you talking about just dance? No, I'm talking about Sing. No, yeah, it was like in some. It was like an Asian J-pop artist looking girl. She had like pigtails and... I do not remember she, that. Her, she well, was lip It was the exact same one that they showed at the E3 trailer for We Sing. Right, you're right. That's why I get for... That's what I get for uh, looking at the cat tablet the whole time. My bad. But yeah. what, what I thought was funny is, one, the game tells people to dance. Like, it actually flashes it on the bottom of the screen every so often. And two, as if it matters, even though there's no way it's tracking those points. And two, the lyrics are displayed both on your tablet and on the screen. Now, I get what they're trying to do. The goal is you're performing for your friends, so you're facing your friends, not the TV. And your friends are singing along, so it's not TV. But it's a little redundant to have them on both, isn't it? <laughs> Like, It'd be so sad if someone actually bought this for themselves. 
by themselves, playing it by themselves. Yeah, just singing it I mean, by themselves. Yeah. Now I will say on the tablet, the karaoke is way better than on the screen. On the screen, it just shows the latest lyric and like these big bold letters and whatnot. On the tablet, it actually does the usual like the words in white, then it's in yellow when you have to actually sing it, so you can see ahead and yeah. It uh, it's a karaoke game. It's a it seems to be a pretty polished one, but it's definitely a karaoke the game. most partyest karaoke game I've ever seen. Party. Well, they're all kind of part. Yeah, it doesn't have like it doesn't really track. It looks well, like it doesn't track pitch. It lo- although I think we might be doing well, I mean, a, we might be doing a free play. Well, I mean, as far as they're trying to like comp- the audience, I mean, oh yeah, yeah, the other ones don't really try to do anything in that regard. And and part of the problem was we played. Oh, the, they have to. But. Yeah, and part of the problem is I think we played the free play mode where it doesn't really do anything in terms of points or like accuracy. So I was just you know, yeah, there was nothing away. there. Yeah, yeah, but I did how notice did, when I, she was going through the menus. How did you I know, lose? Well, I think it's a free play mode. When I was going through, when she was going through the menu, saying it up, I noticed that there are all sorts of other things that you could do. So, like other modes. So I have a feeling there are some more like pitch based, where you actually have to sing correctly. Uh, so that was sing party, formerly sing. They added the word party. <laughs> and uh, whoops, there went my watch. Uh, I like other sing th- better. Yeah, I like sing better too than sing party. So, sing party sounds more generic for some reason. Yeah, sing sings like... more generic. Yeah. But yeah, that was um, in terms of new stuff. I think that was pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, I played Mario again. It's still great. The yeah. gamepad is still extremely comfortable to hold. Everything uh, is still the same. Yeah, no. Uh, I actually want to make the point that we said when we played at Comic Con that the gamepad it didn't look HD. It's not. I got confirmation on that. It is not HD, but the level of detail is still really crisp on there. It's a it's a really nice screen on there. So it's it's definitely a. Um, I mean, to the average person, you probably won't tell much of a difference. You could tell. Um, you could tell, but it wasn't like life or death. It wasn't like going from um, black and white to like HD. Like, it, you know, it, black and white, like 60 CV to HD. It's not anything like that, but there's a slight difference. It's still a really nice console, and I'm really excited to get one. But just throwing it out there. That's not quite an HD screen on the controller. Anything you want to add? Um, no, it's just a simple van. Got to play those. Mario. <laughs> I, I, the only game I really, really wanted to play was um, Chase Mario Chase. Ch- Mar- yeah, Mario Chase. Chase. Mario, yeah. Mario Chase. And I got to play it. And, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, the Nintendo Land stuff looks. Nintendo Land's looking better and better. Yeah. I'm really, I mean, when it was first announced, I was kind of meh about, it, but now I'm actually really pumped for it. It looks really cool, and the mini games are super fun. I know we talked about them in detail, but I just want to summarize. They are super fun. It'll definitely hold me over until like my next game release. I mean, I'm probably gonna invest more on downloadable games and worry about the retail when yeah, they, they, when until they later. Like maybe wait till holiday and stuff like that just cause I mean I have the PS3 stuff to worry about also so right yeah and one thing of interest is worry about like it's so yeah like it's a like you have to yeah. one thing of interest is Nintendo really was trying to showcase different types of Nintendo Land games we mentioned they swapped out previous games they swapped out Luigi's Mansion and Animal Crossing for Metroid and Mario all four of those are all kinda you know the uh, they're all similar in the sense that they're third person you're running around, you're being chased, you're chasing things, you're just, you know. Uh, the one they left, the one constant, was Donkey Kong Crash Course, I believe it's called. Yeah. Which uh, was the only single-player experience they've shown at either event we went to, and I think they're really... I think the goal... Honestly, I don't think it's that amazing of a game. I think the other ones are way better, but I think their goal is to really show the diversity. At least that's my guess. Yeah, it's like, oh, here's all these really fun stuff, and let's take it slow. Yeah, it's like, hey, check out, so here's what you can do, and if you're by yourself, you, you got this. But, um, now, overall, I, I know it's... Got says, no friends? Oh, this is pretty you got no like, friends? Play some Donkey Kong Crash Course. you're going to be playing. Well, all, well here's the thing, the Metroid one is single player as well. Oh, well, well, yeah. All, I think a lot of them you can play against computers. 
But yeah, overall, it was a cool event. I know I said that already, but um, they did a nice job. And it was nice to play the Wii U again. And I think it confirms I definitely... I already pre-ordered it, but it confirms that my pre-order was the right choice. And November 18th can't come soon enough. Oh, man. And I think with that, that wraps up this episode, huh? Well, I mean, we covered a covered pretty good amount of ground in terms made. of... There's a lot of Wii U news, a lot of Wii U impressions. Um... I mentioned last episode I was going to share Kirby Dream Collection impressions because I picked up the game around or yeah around launch and I know you got it too right yeah well based on how much Wii U stuff we talked about I think we should save it so gives us more time to play it gives us more time to play I it really better want to get into Dreamland three so. right yeah better impressions and plus you're probably sick of us by now let's be honest <laughs> so you get a two week break uh yeah so if we would like to. Here, the reason our episode is called Will You We Use, because we want to know, will you be buying one? Now that you know the launch details, now that you've heard a second batch of impressions from us, as well as all sorts of impressions from across the internet, let us know in the comment section if you're buying one. We're curious. We want think of it as an informal poll. And what are your reasons for it? Um, why aren't you getting one if you're not? Why are you if you are? What's the game you're looking forward to getting with it? Let us know. We'd love to hear it, and let us know what you think of the podcast as a whole. You can do all that. At ramtail.com, episode 25, Will You Wii You? Just click that link and go down to the comment section. Also, of course, uh, we're on iTunes and Twitter, so you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Or if you recently upgraded your iPhone or got the new iPhone 5, use the new podcast app on uh, on the iPhone to subscribe to us while on the go. It used to be integrated into iTunes and now branched off into its own app, so you can download and listen to the whole episode right from the app, which is kind of neat. Fancy. And if you fancy... Speaking of fancy, if you fancy the, the, the Twitters, then uh, check us out on Twitter, at Random Nintendo. We send out links to all our content, plus we talk about random Nintendo things. And I mean that as things of nin- about Nintendo that are random, not the site. Yeah. That wasn't clear. <laughs> <laughs> but we do that, too. We talk about the site, too. So, um, yeah. We'll have photos from the Wii U Experience Tour here in L.A. up within the next few days. Today being um, Sunday the 25th. Third, so expect those within the next few days of now. So if you're listening to us in a week, they're already there. So keep an eye around town.com, follow us on Twitter, and we'll post when those are up. And until next time, uh, or I guess that's it until next time, so we'll see you in two weeks for Kirby Impressions. Uh, Dar- what's, it, what's that 3DS name? Darpaman? Oh, Dar- yeah, Dar- Darpaman. Yeah, well, we talked about that weird RPG. And, of course, all the latest Wii U and 3DS news, because the holidays are approaching. There's got to be a lot of it. So we will see... Oh, we... We'll see you. We will see you. We can't end on that. We can't. Bye. Yes, just just, just goodbye. That's, that's all we got. Goodbye. <laughs>